Hello and welcome to episode 352 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And he's the ghost in our shell, it's Teddy Esmond. Oh, manga. Yeah, indeed. I was I was trying to go through like loads of different titles and most of them when I say that you are such and such, it just sounded really rude. What have I got here? I am the summit of the gods. I am the oh, abandoned God. old man in Tokyo. That works. He, he's, he's, that finally, works. he's finally lost it. I don't think they're titles, Dan. I, think I am the Slum Wolf. <laughs> I like that one. I think, <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Slum Wolf's great. Yeah. Anyway, it's just the three of us this week. Uh, three yeah. amigos, but we're here to, to round off Manga Month, which has been a fun and thoroughly... And we subtitled it Manga Musings. Have we? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, uh-huh. have we? Yeah, we have the easy ideas, man. He gets the big money, the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're just uh, taking a look back. We will um, probably um, do this sort of thing again. We'll do it a, a month, but make it more like a sort of each week. We'll probably look at a different sort of genre and, p- and pick a title and things like that. Um, but it's been a fun, fun month of comics and discovery and listen listener interactivity and some great guests. To talk about all the different types of manga with us, and and also mm. the, we're gonna sort of yeah, Dan's I think musings right Dan because we are sort of looking back and going hmm how does Free this Radio make, Four aren't we uh, yeah, yeah how does this make us feel about comics now um, yeah so you know but next week I've got a pile of fucking small press stuff that's just yeah. built up yeah mate yeah I've got a couple yeah yeah, yeah. we I'll just we, send you one actually did you see that one I sent on the WhatsApp I did so look uh, it yeah. it looks fantastic yeah good yeah so expect um to be back to the I say regular programming next week <laughs> yeah. um, irregular programming there's a few things we we're going to talk about and some catch ups on some stuff that we're gonna uh, start next week and we might get a little bit ranty. So yeah. we've already had a rant, and we between we ourselves had a, we, had a, we had a rant, but then we thought we'll, we'll save it. Just uh, slightly e- just open the tap to ease off the pressure, and then quickly stopped it. But it's still yeah. all in there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I went off there. on one, and then Vince went. Anyway, how are you, Tony? I went. Oh yeah, I've just gone off on it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this week we're looking back on the month that was, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have fun doing that. Um, we also have fun um, checking out our lovely sponsor, don't we, guys? Yes. Oh, yeah. But who oh, are they? And we got a winner of the prize as well, haven't we? We do. Once I pick them out of the hat. Don't muddy up the lead-in. <laughs> anyway, Comic House. Does oh, muddy up mean something I'm not aware of? <laughs> if, if you play your cards right. Uh, comic, <laughs> comic House, please don't. Uh, <laughs> our lovely sponsor. They are an indie comic marketplace with a difference. They love indie comics as much as we do and you do. Um, if you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the database. People who, who self-publish and you can list your book on there. And it's another avenue to get s- selling your books straight away. But they've also got an app, which is brilliant to check out. Uh, we briefly, before we started, talk, talked about the price of a digital book. And I've ranted about it many times. You might get another rant about it next week. Yeah. But but seriously, the Comic House app is amazing. It's been added to all the time. It's basically our Netflix for comics subscription service, three pounds a month, which is as cheap as chips. So I think a portion of chips is probably that these days. Um, mm. And you get access to an enormous library that's being added to all the time. What's on there at the moment, Dan? We've got several titles, including Sherlock Holmes vs. Skeletor. Uh, yes. by gareth brooks uh Penguin, master of nine uh we've got fred peterson the mighty nice. warlord volume one future sci-fi tales who's fred peterson Freud. uh he's the mighty warlord 
Oh, okay. Uh, and that's subtitled <laughs> Talk Back at the Ocean. Uh, no. Never mind Truthful Comics Edition Volume 1. And we also have a number of titles by uh, William Shatner. And <clears throat> he's presenting the Tech War Chronicles. Uh, oh, which who writes that with him? That, that's an interesting one because that's our, our <laughs> question for the uh, the readers, listeners even. And uh, the fellow, the writer who wrote that with uh, Shatner is Scott Davis. Ah, oh, I know Scott. <clears throat> and uh, let me plunge my hand into this big barrel of names. And we've got the winner is the Mega City Book Club. So hey! Amen. Hey. He's on holiday at the moment. Ah, yeah. we just made that holiday. Yeah, that turned that into a good holiday, didn't it? No more sitting but, in a rainy, a rainy caravan with your family, Eamon. He could uh, load up that's Comic House with the three month subscription he's now won himself and work his way through uh, William Shatner's Tech War Chronicles, where hero Jake Cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I love Cardigan. that. I just love that name, Jake Cardigan. I think, Jake Cardigan. I think it's the greatest name ever. His sidekick Barry Wyfronts. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Jumper. Uh, <laughs> after spending four years in cryogenic status for crimes he is certain did not commit, Jake Cardigan is mysteriously released. There we go. Good. Good, good, good. <laughs> Seems a bit of a kind of, uh, if you kind of put in cryogenic stasis for a crime, then you just come out completely the same. Nothing's changed apart That's from the That's surely world. the idea, isn't it? And does it, if it freezes you, you don't really feel that you're in... Yeah, I mean, you're not... In prison, do you? There's not a lot lost... If someone said to me, you can either go to prison for a year or you can be a cryogenic freezing for five years, I go, I'll do the five years because I won't know. Five years, yeah. yeah. So, how was it? What do you mean? So we just come out? Oh, yeah. Oh, only okay. Danny just put me in. That's all right. Yeah. Check, that, not, years, check that nothing's happened to your knob because you know what happened to that skier, didn't he, in the Olympics? He froze his knob, didn't he? What was he doing? I wonder if uh, Shatner broaches that subject in the tech world. Chronicles. Maybe, but <laughs> you'll have to find out. If they you can find on, out, yeah. On Comic House. The Mystery of the Frozen Knob. Yeah. It's episode so, three. So go, go for... At William Shatner, Twitter. There's Jake <laughs> Cadigan. Freeze his knob Free, off. How does he unfreeze his knob? Yeah. Um, but you can find out on Comic House. <laughs> go to comichouse.com, find out more, and start your 14-day free trial. So there you go. Thank you very much to Comic House for sponsoring the show. How That's are we going to put him in? I suppose you can just message Pete, can he? Or we can put, give his email to Pete or something. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, what, s- we'll sort that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's who's organising the competition. Yeah. Because he's so, on with his uh, birthday. It's a little treat from him on his birthday this week. Isn't it? Well, so, yeah, we'll we're, we're sort that out. Don't worry. Yeah. The, the, tech, the tech heads at ACPHQ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T- <laughs> the tech heads Dan, people, do you think people actually believe that there's more than, than us three we're just getting through if yourself, each, you know what a genius I am behind the keyboard yeah we have to present this illusion of us being sort of oh, like that's true yeah yeah competent which do you remember is when, uh, falls remember apart when quickly in Red Dwarf when Rimmer got extra brain power so he could join that ship full of yes, holograms, holograms yeah. and he was like typing on two keyboards at the same time and stuff yeah. that's what I imagine you're like Dan <sighs> Yeah, but rumor does have a like meltdown. That's more like me. Later <laughs> on, doesn't he? Really? <laughs> I, love, I read the novels there. They're actually quite good novels, aren't they? And I love. There's always a bit in one of the novels that says, "Will you stop emphasizing rim when you say my name?" <laughs> <laughs> I've never read any of the books. Did the novels, good actually? Did the yeah, novels yeah. come first, or was it they did the show? No, they? they did them afterwards. Yeah, I think about. I think okay. they started coming out about season three. You know when it got good. Yeah. yeah. 
Always, I always see a, like a lineup of those those books in like the little local bookshop. Yeah, this they're quite nice, the you know. Yeah. The um, I was speaking to Conrad from Space Spinner, the 2000 AD themed podcast, and um, he was telling me. I said, you know, because he's moved to England from America. Mm-hmm. And I said, how are you finding the curries? And he said, I'm all over the curries because of Red Dwarf. Ah, I thought, there oh, you good, go. good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what a cultural event Red Dwarf was. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Cultural yeah. touchstone well, for the yeah. UK. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite a good one, really. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, before we get stuck into the actual topic, we do of course we've got to mention uh well, something this week, don't we, Tony? Yeah, to so um it's um we we've known he's not been very well for a long, but our thoughts go out to the friends and family of Steve Walsh. Yeah. Um people might know him from Avery mm. Hill or gosh, or just general comics. I used to bump into him all sorts of events. I don't in fact, I don't. I doubt there's anyone out there um, who's met Steve who wouldn't call him a friend because he was genuinely one of the nicest people I knew. Um, always chuckling and always laughing. We used to see him at the Mart, and if there was an event at Orbital, I used to see him in there. Um, and I've spent many happy hours chatting to him over the years. Um, uh, and uh, you know, we really do our, our feelings, really, and thoughts do go out to you know the people at Avery Hill and the people at Gosh and stuff, and his friends and family in general. Um, yeah, what a nice dude. A really, really top dude, I've got to tell you. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about Steve because he was a, a seriously nice dude. And it's a big loss to the UK comics scene. And there you go. We, we, we had to mention it because I know we've all met him and he is a super, mm. was a super guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very much a, like a, just a real supporter of indie comics. and Very much so. Small yeah. press as well. And um, it was him who reached out to us. I think if you listen to the Avery Hill podcast, we, we have an advert on it and it's us giggling along doing an advert that very you know that steve asked us to do and was yeah. he was amused by it and uh yeah he always had nice things to say about us so yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah Good. um yeah but we wanted to mention that straight up so yeah yeah um but i think now now this one's gonna be interesting because we we're gonna sort of look back on the the month that was uh thank you to everyone who's listened to this past month of episodes and uh, and our lovely guests for joining us. Um, I'm sure this is only the beginning. This is this has truly been. I mean, we've called it Manga Month, and we even did like a little logo, which is on like you know the the Podbean, etc., and the YouTube's, etc. Um, and it's been a fun one. It's been it's been uh, fun. I know we were talking about this for a while, delving into manga, and I know a lot of our listeners are regular. Uh, manga oh, Helen's going to come back, isn't she? We heard oh, in week one. Without she said, doubt, oh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to have her back on. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and we've, I, I I think it's definitely, there's so much more to it. Um, how could we ever cover it? I mean, you probably knew, there are podcasts probably out dedicated to it. You know, we, we, we would never have enough time. We'd probably do a year of it, wouldn't we? Really, yeah. If we, if we yeah. started, because there's so much to it. But it has been it has been fun and it's been eye opening, and it's only just the beginning. Um, and we've got some sort of thoughts. Well, I think the thing is as well, yeah. man, is there's a it's not we we're living in a post almost like a post manga or a manga influenced comics world now. Anyway, hmm. I mean, I sent you that image comic, didn't I? Yeah. Um, and it, there's so much that we even Batman books and all sorts of things we see. Yeah. A real, real reflection of the um, the manga world in American comics and British comics now. Anyway, I yeah. did see some sort of derision of people. Like, oh, look, N- not aimed at us, mind you. Like, oh, look, they're getting into manga and anime, and it's like where well, it has seen a kind of like a, 
it's been around for a while and I think we're kind of a bit late to the game maybe, yeah. but it's seen the definite resurgence in the past sort of six months to a year. Uh, and especially with kind of like when you kind of correlate the sales of kind of Western comics alongside the manga titles and the manga titles appear to be like an absolutely dominating force that just keep growing and growing. It's hard to ignore it. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it definitely kind of it come more into the, the forefront. I think there's a lot of questions to be asked and answered about um, what what's the US and UK comic scene missing that Japan's getting right. I've put one of those like what lessons could Western comic creators and publishers, both India and otherwise, learn from manga. Yeah, I mean, it's, we've talked a lot about it, haven't we? and I think mm. the the ability to read a comic and stick with it and not have to read flaming crossovers. Um, yeah, yeah, is a great one, part one title. It's all all everything you need to read is in that comic. You don't need to go anywhere else. There's no kind of uh, like side titles or like say Tony crossovers or big events. I mean, can you imagine like reading some of these titles and then suddenly they have a massive crossover with tons of other characters, like two uh, issues in, you're going nuts. um, But to to put another sort of spin on it, another flavor, we do, we do of course have like the Indian, like the image comics and stuff that don't have this, you know, let's get away from the Marvel and DC. They don't have that badge of all the crossovers and stuff. And I think there's a there's a definite difference in reading culture, because um, with the books that I've been reading with manga, you know, normally they they move at a hell of a pace, mm. they zip along. There's not there's not, never too many panels on a page. Sometimes there's hardly any dialogue on a double page spread, you know, or an issue. You're you're just absolutely just bang 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 and just moving through it at quite a pace. For I think that policy of writing a chapter as if you're sitting on the tube. You know, between tube stops. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. great. I think that's a great yeah. idea. But I think a Western audience has sort of developed um, a way of reading. Where they're, they're not used to that. It takes. I mean, certainly when people. That's probably why when people try manga, it's such a whoa. I need to get used to this. this. Is strange. This isn't what I'm used to. Yeah. But like with an image comic, uh, for instance, um, if you were going to try an ongoing series, how are you going to get to sixty-four issues? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, the what page, image book does that anymore? Yeah, yeah. the pacing's so much different. There's so much hmm. more on a page. They have to pack more onto a page sometimes, um, and p- may- partly that's due to the way we're, that maybe we're conditions a bit of a hard word, but um, you know the way we're sort of wi- hardwired in our brain to read sort of Western comics and and the flow of a story. Um, but that also there's another level to it, and it's at the industry level. I think because with manga it is I mean we've talked briefly before about when you see like a a spreadsheet of these people's day-to-day work and it's it's an ind- it is industry as well isn't it it's just full on yeah. all the time yeah. um and we and we talk about how western comics sometimes it, ta- it it'll take them forever to do one issue of something um okay. Taking a look into the lifestyle of kind of the, those that create mangas, I don't find it envious at all. Like they're absolutely uh, yeah. just just on it all the time. Like, like there's that one person who was sleeping only like a few hours a night just to get it done, and that the interns and people working like on the background stuff can get treated really harshly. Yeah, yeah, because of the the work the work kind of lifestyle. Yeah, over yeah. There. And if you um, as we learned, like you know these these admittedly sort of interesting sort of like you know you vote for your favorite strip and if you if your strip loses popularity then the strip stops 
Hmm. Let's look at, you know, from a reader, it's like, oh, you know, you, you vote for your favourite. That's fun. It's interactive. From a creator, you're on a wire. You're on a... You, do you know what I mean? That's, it's a different kind of stress, isn't it? You have yeah, to, it's, also to make it a, it's also that push to make it a popular medium. I think yeah. Yeah. availability is a huge thing, and yeah. I think that goes hand in hand with popularity mm. and available popularity. And I think comics, um, if we should be for everyone, they should be yeah. available yeah. for everyone. They should, they should be, obviously, I think when we say gatekeepers, we think of something else. But to me, gatekeepers is the fact you can only buy fucking American comics and a lot of British comics in comic shops, which there are yeah. fuck all now. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, so what, the thing with manga, if you want the newest manga, it's going to, it's as likely to be in Waterstones as it is likely, and it's as likely to be on Amazon yeah. as it is to be in a comic shop. Yeah. In fact, mm. it's less likely to be in a comic shop these days. It's almost like um, we talk about how, like the weekly comics and stuff, how difficult it is to get them into the, you know, the news agents, how we all discover a lot of us discovered them, you know, how often do you see a comic in there now? Um, obviously, you, I mean, correct me, I mean, it, some of you may have seen occasionally a manga in there. They've foregone that and moved straight to the bookshops and they're taking over the bookshops. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. There's, a, there's a real, you know, which is a... Not like the tatty old Marvel trades like they seem to have in most bookshops. Yeah, you know? it's been there yeah. about 10 years. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Which is it, and i tell you what, just looking at it like that as well, it's a very different um, viewing experience um, hmm. when you go into these um, bookshops and you see this, because, you know, I've stood in front of the, you know, the Marvel and DC trades and stuff, and they're sort of, they're thinner spines, Usually black, and sometimes you you sometimes you have to squint your eyes to see what the title of the yeah. actual the you know especially if it's just like some Marvel arc you're like what one's that oh I'm not interested in that yeah. but you go to the the Tokyo Pop the mangas section they're usually like they're thick books most of them, I mean a lot of them have white spines with just the the title very clearly on it. And what yeah. I know it's is. different page count, but you can pull out like a fucking house brick of a manga <laughs> book for like fifteen quid, and you pick out like a tiny sliver of a Marvel or DC book, and it's sometimes it's sometimes more well, Marvel, the same as that. Yeah. Some Marvel trend, <laughs> you know, Marvel books are like what thirty two issues, and they're like thirty two quid. Yeah, you know what's that about? I think the thing is as well is if you want to, okay, so you go in a shop and you want to buy um, an Avengers trade. I buy the Avengers every week, and even I would have to have a think about what is, what is the most recent story going on. Yeah, you oh, go in and you want to you want a copy of um, JoJo's or something. You just look at number one, two, three. Oh, I'm up to number four. I buy number five. Exactly, yeah. it's easy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that sort of like oh, oh. The I mean, who knows stuff. what fucking volume of Dead ever we're on now? Who know? You know, it's like this. Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. And know. it happens like when you get to, and there are some like. For instance, like an uncanny X Men. Sometimes they'll have like the one, two, three, but then because it gets rebooted, it rarely on the trade, mate. Rarely on. Yeah. They don't have that on the trade, and that's what the kids yeah. want, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to know where you are, you know. So immediate, yeah. immediately, you look at the you look at the shelves when you're looking at spines of books. Already, they got a leg up. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly when you see that sort of wall of text and white and stuff, you'd be like, well, you know. I don't know what any of them are, but the people that mm. go into those bookshops know what they're looking for. They're, they're going in, they're having that comic book, that newsagent experience in a bookshop because they go in going, I need to get the latest book of such, you know, Demon Slayer, just say something like, I need, to, I, I need number 52. They'll go straight to that Waterstones, they'll go straight to that bookshop and they'll see the number and they'll get it. 
Yeah. You know, they don't have to worry about like, it's, it's strange, isn't it? It's, it's like, there's almost less competition because there's more brand and story loyalty from the, from the readers. I'm as likely to buy a trade of um, manga from a comic shop as on, from a bookshop as I am a comic shop these days. Yeah. 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 They're just all there. Yeah. 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 And it's you, great try and, you, look... you try and find the new issue of Punisher in this country. You know, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And you go to like those, those books, you can go and see it. Like, it's like, right, here's one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They've all got the same design, mm. same color, same height. They all kind of like got that brand together. Yeah. It's really kind of easy to see where you've got to go. There's a great big number at the base of the spine telling you what volume it is. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It, it speaks volumes to how, to what, the publishers have built up hmm. even even those that are publishing translations and stuff they know it's working and they just got the the hunger is there for it they just got to keep feeding it it's content isn't yeah. it it's essentially it's yeah. like right people want it let's just keep delivering it the other thing i think they do as well well is they have a reverence for old creators that we seem in the us and uk scene to have forgotten yeah. So look at the amount of creators we've talked about here who have been going for 40, 50 years, some of them, you know? Yeah. Um, the Tezukas and Mizukis and all these sort of people. Um, there's as much reverence on the shelf for them as there is, you yeah. know, for the newer creators. And I think that's quite right. But if you know, how much reverence is there for Steve Engelhardt or Jim Stalin or, mm. you know, it's, Doug Mensch or, you yeah, know? It's, it's respect and honouring yeah. the, create, the creators, I mean, isn't it? Maybe because of the, the corporations and stuff, they kind of like, seem to kind of want to do those original creators out of kind of what they're owed. And do you know what I mean? All that kind yeah. of fucking mess. Yeah. yeah. But they, they don't feel like there's much reverence or respect to kind of, yeah. From, from certain parts of the, I mean, naming no of, names around conventions. We've just seen a, a certain convention, you know, name loads of comedians and politicians before we ever saw some of the people who fucking started the company. Yeah. You wouldn't get, I, get, I get the sense you wouldn't get that in Japan. I wasn't sure that was a strategy to kind of, like, well, look, we're building up to the big boys, as no, it were, yeah, no, or not. No, no, no. It just seemed to be very. It might very... have been, yeah. To be fair, it might have been. It just felt a bit mishandled. To be fair, if if you're you're questioning why they're doing this, they've done it wrong. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're thinking, what's what's this about? Like, you, you, your strategy's not quite yeah. correct. For me, for yeah. me, it's almost like if if you're going to do that, I I would stagger it so you have like one new name, one old name. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, yeah. So, so that you're not naming the same names all the time. And then mm. adding some new people would be like, oh, here's here's this person. Oh, and there's a new person. Do you know what I mean? It's sort yeah, of I think the release of names was ill-judged, wasn't yeah, it? Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, back back to manga, I think when I say Western comics, I, I'm going to, it, it's got to be said, it seems, and this is purely from what I see on my experience, so feel free to correct me, uh, listeners, etc. Um, when I say, I, I, I always think UK and US. That's the way I look at it because yeah, as we, we see BD is separate, don't we? Because the way that um, European, the way that the the medium is treated in Europe is certainly seems to be more respectful of its creators. It's more like the Japanese yeah. side, doesn't it? It's definitely um, yeah, it's a culture you know, with the Angolems and things. They like almost that. seem to have more respect for American creators. You know, Angolem and you've got a Wallywood exhibition. When was the yeah. last time you were at MCM and there was a Wallywood exhibition? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's definitely um... speaking of which there was apparently a Mizuki um, yokai exhibition at Anglem this year it would have been good to go go. to yeah yeah Yeah, so it's uh, um, culturally it's sort of 
it's on another level, isn't it? Really. Uh, yeah, compared to, I mean, as we've been going about all oh, this medium of comics that we're seeing, and you know, we vent about this publisher or that publisher making making what we think are mistakes. You know, it's easy to be a, a backseat driver or like critic about things, um, but it just it just feels like like manga's just sh- stronger. Than I mean, manga. I think I think manga have just remembered that comics are for everyone. Mm. I think there's are, ever, yeah. there's there's no stronger a statement than that that we've made through every episode of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, should, they're to be read. They're to yeah. be Com- enjoyed for and... reading. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and just uh, get yeah. it, get them into people's hands. They're not supposed to be collectors' items. And yeah, and uh, I think we need to remember that in in the um, in fandom as well as the you know yeah. what I see from the companies is we need to talk about the stories and the characters more rather yes, than definitely. the politics yeah. or the yeah. opinions of the creators, which seems yeah. to be the way it's gone. Yeah. Not interested in that. I want to know what Spider Man's up to. Um, you follow yeah. any fucking some of the creators I follow, like don't like professionals. Don't talk about their work at all. Mm. It's just uh, we need to talk uh, about what's happening next month. Who the villain is appearing next yeah. month? You know what the cliffhanger is. Talk about like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. La, la. Yeah. I love all that stuff, man. That's why I'm in it. That we're in it for the stories. Mm. Yeah. And I think they remember so. that in manga. I think they do. You yeah. know, they're always talking about what's happening in you know yeah. Demon Slayer and all this sort of thing. So kind of as. This month, uh, the manga month, has it changed any of your kind of preconceptions you've had about manga in general? Oh, um, hugely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've lit. I, I didn't appreciate fully appreciate. Um, I appreciated it from a certain point because we all read manga before, didn't mm. we? But the, I didn't appreciate the depth of adult material out there. But not when I say adult, I don't mean hentai and you know, no. yeah. it's the, videos. I mean, sending the sending manga, which is uh, had my eyes yeah. completely open to that. Yeah, well, yeah, but also Gekiga, which is the sort of, you know, the stuff that is really sort of quite highbrow stuff, you know, that a lot of people are doing. I mean, yeah. Kazuko, I'll talk about a book of his later, which will, which blew my mind this weekend, but he was doing Astro Boy. Andy was doing that very developed, you know, intelligent stuff. Mizuki was doing, you know, yokai, you know, stories about demons and that got turned into animes, as well as he was telling the history of Japan post-war. And, you know, mm. um, um, Barefoot Gen, oh, my God, that bro- that broke me. Yeah. That's the most brutal, you know, I learned so much through all that. When I thought, previously I thought, you know, adult material was the stuff we were seeing in Crying Freeman and stuff. But it's not. There's there's such a, a highbrow area to it. I just absolutely love it. See, that's yeah. the stuff I want to start reading. That's one of the things I've taken away from this month because that's the stuff I want to get into because right. I've read a lot of uh, Shonen stuff. And yep. to the maybe to the point where it's like, uh, right, I've had enough of this. It's, it's become... For me, almost like a lot of this stuff is formulaic. They try yeah. a, a formula. I can see stories and patterns that are very similar in every title. It's because they know this works, and they're yeah. they're trying it again with this character or this. I suppose it's the same property. way that we we would if we read Beano for four years, we'd find Beano very formulaic, wouldn't we? You yeah, know? and same with the superhero stuff. You're like, yeah. oh well, this is someone's going to die now, so they've got a tragic backstory, and then this is going to happen, and then they're going to get their powers, and you sort of see these. Oh, that there's the, there's the love interest. There's the 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 rival jock. Kind of, do you know what I mean? You can kind yeah. of see these things in the comics. And the more I've read Shonen stuff, perhaps because I've essentially just read it for a month straight, yeah. I can sort of see the see these things. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, it's like watching murder mysteries on television. You know how the characters introduced. Yeah, got nothing to do with being a detective. It's got to do with how the TV program works. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the sort of matter yeah. of it. It's like someone yeah. introduced in this show has got to be the killer because you won't get someone you've not seen before pop up and go, oh, it was me. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. audience hate that. They would, wouldn't have it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, V? Have you got any? Uh... I, I think I think for me, it's definitely um, it's been a reading experience. Like I'm more, hmm. uh, it's taken away the um, not fear, but you know that sort of like uh, we've said a bit better before that sort of I wouldn't know where to start with. Yeah, this. fear is something new, as it were, to get involved. Yeah, in. yeah. It's that sort of like oh right, it seems quite hefty. Um, hmm. But as I experienced with like you know, I finished Chainsaw Man. Uh, like recently, and that how many like, volumes is that? I think that was. Um, hang on, if we, I'll just look on the page now. I was just seeing it there. You on the you on the Shonen yeah on the Shonen on the app sh- yeah Shonen and that will say does that say in chapters or something? Yeah. yeah, it's chapters, which are essentially issues, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. that's the way it is. I think it's ninety. So that is good, though, man. So you read ninety issues of comics. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. in what in the last week and a half, I'm going to say. Yeah, ninety-seven. Uh, ninety-seven comics, man, in Amazing. the last week and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible, isn't it? Yeah, just actually blitz through them on that. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you, and you just and you do fly through. I think you know. Part sometimes, like I know, it's different storytelling speed, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's different yeah. storytelling speed, and certainly um, that with some series, uh, to be fair, there, there's a certain amount of underwriting that's done to characters mm. you know they're not like it's not a fully fledged um i think with chainsaw man like you know the the action and stuff is just absolutely phenomenal it's, it's great fun but there are moments where it's a bit simplistic in its characterizations yeah, yeah. yeah that's one of the things i don't i don't quite gel with in some of the areas and you do get that i think with quite a lot of these series and i i mean i don't know because i haven't tasted as many of them but it seems like the the bigger those bigger sort of franchise stories are very much sort of like, yeah, there, there's 300, you know, just sort of, you probably think, God, there's 180 chapters of this. They're not all going to be Alan Moore. This is probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and there was certainly some uh, chapters of Chainsaw Man. I had to go back and check how many pages of it because I think some of them were shorter than others. Okay. It was, it hey. was a kind of like, oh, that moved really quickly. Yeah. But, you know, and sometimes it's double play splashes and stuff, but, yeah, it's that. Um, I won't look at the numbers and and uh, and be fearful of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm more likely to go right. Let's start this from the beginning because start at the beginning. If you you can tell by chapter ten, if you don't like it, and then you're like, well, yeah, it's not for me. And certainly there are, there were titles that I tried and I haven't yeah. quite gone back to yet, but they're all sort of unique. Different yeah, my stuff. recently read stuff on the app is is littered with titles. Yeah, I've gone. Yeah. I, I don't I, understand it, or no, not yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. But I, I think the advantage of a title like that, because I've been essentially reading exclu- exclusively digitally, mm. um, that, uh, for want of a better word, fear that I had going into a bookshop and being intimidated by all of those volumes and thinking, where do I start? I would maybe, you know, try something online you know just try just try a couple of chapters and think right i know where i am with it now yeah go, go into that bookshop know what i want and pick up the books do you know mm. what i mean it's 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 sort of broken down i mean literally you can just go in and pull book volume one yeah, off the shelf right, and away you go one, i love that one that yeah. looks great yeah yeah it's, it's a shame that oh well, i really do like the app you know we, we've said mm. all month that we really like it and it's really worked for me and it's certainly been uh, cost effective and you know it's yeah, a good yeah, price yeah. but I, I it's a shame that they don't have a lot of the stuff that i'm i gravitate towards more yeah, yeah that's, know, i'm finding that yeah yeah and that's purely from a publisher level because shown and oh they, they put they those do. books yeah. out that's their yeah. business you know it's a shame there isn't another another area another app that's 199 yeah. as well that has the more um 
I think it would act, it would work differently because I find that the Gekiga stuff and the sign-in stuff tends to be more panels on a page. It's, this is, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. if we say like this, the Shonen Jump is essentially the Marvel app, right? Yeah. You, yeah. What I, th- I think, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's one company, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe if there was a, <laughs> I'm going to laugh when I say this, the Comicsology. Do you know what I mean? Another overall yeah. broader app. Mm. And like Comicsology Unlimited, like they yeah, have yeah, in America. Yeah. And there, yeah, there yeah. could be if there is. Please let us know about it so we can get stuck in. I think uh, there's a load of free ones, but we don't. Yeah. We don't sign to that, do we? Yeah. yeah. But if there, <laughs> if there was one like 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 you say, you could just try lots of different flavors of titles and stuff. They'd probably make a killing, an absolute yeah. killing. Are you going to keep the app, guys? Is that the plan? Or I'm going to yeah, see how I get yeah. on with it. Yeah, I'm going yeah, through I a bit. Of a I'm, I'm going through a cull with subscriptions. You know those ones that you forget you have and you just think, God, how you. Yeah, never get rid of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lifer. No. Um, yeah. But you know when you're sort of like, I, I haven't used this for ages, but Shonen Jump is such great value for money. And there is, at the moment, certainly for the next few months, I'm not going to make this stuff that I'm only just starting to give a try to. But I, I think one, one thing I will say about these titles for me, um, it's very much, I'm just in, in my reading space, headspace there's so many of them so many different styles for instance i was on chainsaw man i wasn't reading another title at the time yeah yeah i was like i've i've my brain is is connected to this one i don't think i could read you know sakamoto days which i've given a a, well that brings up a really interesting point v and it's something that maybe it's why it took me a while to get into it i think with a lot of comic art even between artists and certainly between sort of areas of the world, you almost need to get your eye in a bit, don't you? Mm. Yeah. So the sort of the beauty of BD and the, you know, the, 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 the intensity of each panel and how it's drawn is that there's a lot there, isn't there per page? If you just yeah. used to, to reading a Marvel comic. And I think mm. that's the same with manga. I almost had to get my eye in a bit with it all. Cause um, Kaiju number eight was one of the first ones I read. And that was just wild. Yeah. yeah, and I really had to settle down and try and concentrate more on it before it, I actually began to enjoy it. I think. Yeah, I've started. I've, I've started that one. That was interestingly that was the first one I I tried. Right uh, after you guys spoke about it, um, and I stepped back to try another title, but immediately I was like, I'm really going to enjoy reading this one. But I, yeah, like, yeah. like say, I need to sit down, cup of coffee, and just go through like God knows how many chapters. The there. one I'm going to talk about later, I had to read the first chapter twice. The second time it really got me. The first once I was just like, yeah, didn't take any of that. And that's in. interesting because yeah. that can, that can be a killer for a yeah. lot of for a lot of like you know indie comics, small press comics. You don't get it right on the first read. You've lost them. Hmm. Um, yeah, the, the that's advantage, important, isn't it? Yeah, the, the advantage that um, these titles have. Um, I felt can, that I had to invest in them. I had yeah. to invest my readings, yeah. you know, myself, my comic reading self, into them before you know. I'm just a sort of casual read on the train and home. I think that. I think a l- there's so much to be said for this medium, all of these books, all of these titles, all of these creators, they're not beholden to us. It doesn't matter. They're going to keep making this stuff. They're going to keep keep doing their things. It do- for one, I mean, it almost doesn't matter what we think because they're st- they've still yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad and neither should it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, um, me going, oh, I don't like that title. It's rubbish yeah. online. Don't get it going nowhere. Might as well fucking shout at the front of your house. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and because they pay no attention to Twitter, you kind of got to love them for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's also got this adverse effect because 
you don't hear many people going, oh, I don't like this title, I don't like that title, but people will recommend, have you read My Hero Academia? That's great, you should read that. Yeah. Have you read One yeah. Piece? So all you're getting is this positivity that the creators have nothing to do with. Yeah, they're just yeah. They're creating their comics, and the comics are what? selling hmm. the comics as it should be the picture yeah. of the character is what is on the front of the comic which makes you buy it yeah not the picture of the creator going on about yeah. some rant of theirs yeah you know yeah i want to read a, th- a comic about thor or want to read a comic about yeah. crying freeman you but know? you'll follow that creator when they go on to their next title because you know they can deliver the goods but you then you fall in love hopefully the readers fall in love for the next creation they come up with Do you yeah, know I, mean? I mean there's always been that discussion isn't there about i remember a few years ago online everyone was going oh you don't follow the the character you follow the creator and i think i've been following the character for fucking decades yeah. what are you talking about yeah. you know yeah um, but i also do now that i'm an educated person and i, I pay attention to um boxes on in the comic and on you know i, yeah. I follow the creator as well yeah yeah you know, i think that's because, great yeah, yeah. they've got a good take on something and you follow them they, they might have the same or you could read a Tom King comic and then realize yeah, he does the same the thing every yeah, every yeah. fucking comic he ever does. And also, <laughs> I, yeah. Also, I think because of the you know depressed the, the, man manga. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna break something, deconstruct this character. Oh great, there we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah. But also because of like you know the culture divide, the language divide. Because we're so you know we, we don't live anywhere near Japan. We're not we're we're not near this. If in Japan. Certainly, these readers might be like, "Oh yeah, I know about that creator. They were on this program, or they were on that." You know, they yeah. might have more of a presence, but mm. for these Western audiences, there's none of that. The 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 comic doesn't come with the bag. Yeah. I'm going. People may not like the way I'm going. They to might say as well this. be on Mars because we don't know anything about them. Oh, the, personally, I, yeah. I don't know anything about them. The comics do not have the baggage of their creators. Yeah, yeah, I a think lot, that's great. A lot of the yeah. time, it's yeah. just the comics and usually you'll find that the comics are so strong it's like who is this creator and then the fans read up on about the creator you know uh, i think that's a benefit because you can yeah. only judge the comic on what what it is the comic not yeah. the creator's yeah. political opinions or what he thinks about fucking vaccine mandates it's just <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. The, the, yeah. the comic yeah. stands or falls on its own merits yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's um, yeah there is that freshness to it isn't it there's yeah. that you know i do like that about it I mean, maybe uh, if we really get into it, yeah, we'd, we we would find there is, but at the moment, yeah, yeah, there is. Where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can read in blissful ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of creators, because we said we don't pay attention to them, did you have any favourites whose art you liked or story writing you liked or anything like that? Uh, so I'm going to read more of the chap who did the uh, the Shingeru Mizuki, who did the... Ah, uh, yeah. Onwards towards an over death. I'm going to look into see more yeah. of his stuff. The show uh, history with. books he did, they're, they're good, but they're a little bit dry. But the um, yokai stuff's good. Yeah, I think you like yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anything's uh, any particular creator has really um, left uh, left an impact. Is a bad way to say it. Um, I think I, I've still got so much more to read. I think okay. before, before I follow things. I mean, I mean, there's the the classic. I mean, I'm a Junji Ito fan, anyway. So, yeah. you know, but so I'll always come back to that. But I'm excited about finding out. I mean, like I say, I finished Chainsaw Man. What did that person do next? Do you know it's still what? going, is it, Chainsaw Man? I, still going, or is it end? Well, the story on Shonen Jump and the story, for want of a better word, is over. Oh, okay. okay. But but it's but on Shonen Jump, it, it finished in a sort of like this is the end of the first arc. If that uh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Are you are you quite happy just to have that digitally, be, or would you consider buying it physically now? I think the experience that I had of it, I was quite happy reading it digitally. Yeah, um, it's like like that for me with some of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 However, some of the pages 
would be gorgeous prints or you know just yeah. that, that artwork because this is another thing i've noticed about the, the medium um is these comics and i don't know what you lovely listeners uh, think as well sometimes these comics will will stop to say look at this art It'll, yes. be, it'll be yeah. right. Everything's moving, conversation, conversation. Even the action with the speed lines and everything. And then there'll be a page or a double page spread where it's just like, just look at this. I was reading that barefoot again this week, and for a pod I did with Dave Robertson. And there's a moment in that where the, the bomb has exploded. You know, it's all about the nuclear yeah. bomb in Hiroshima, and the bomb has exploded, and everyone's running through the streets, and the um, the main kid is trying to get home to, to save his parents, and running towards him is a horse on fire. And it's the most incredible page, man. Fucking hell. Fucking just hell. this, you know, just this horse. And it, it, you know, the, the way it's run, it's, it's very old school Japanese, anima, you know, drawing um, almost like um, you see on sort of publicity stuff, Japan at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just incredible. Blew, blew my mind. Absolutely brilliant. I would love to have a print of that on the wall, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I was listening to that, T, and I was like uh, on the running machine. Hey, it's quite like, bleak, isn't it? This is yeah. fucking bleak. I had to turn it off and do some some music cheer yourself up yeah it's yeah. really it's really dark man the anime have you either of you guys seen beth again no, no i've not i've i it think Eamon, a, gone oh so, yeah so, so Eamon almost also mentioned was it fireflies I think Grave, i've not watched that because i've had so many people watch it and said it's the most depressing experience yeah. i've ever gone through it's a similar <laughs> story beth again so um the creator of beth again um um he 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 experienced it he was yeah. there. He was he was right at the, you know almost at the center of the blast, and um, you've got this really interesting combination of um, autobio comics, which is what it is, or slightly mm. pseudo autobio, with history comics because he mm. was there. He fucking watched it. He yeah. watched his father die, and uh, the the stuff they go through in that, and uh, it's not all completely put into the, the, the anime. Is free. You can find it on YouTube. Actually, the anime. There's two. There's two. There's two films, and and not the whole thing. So. It became 2,000 pages worth of manga, but the first story is all about the family and the, the utterly sort of really poor lives they lived and stuff like that. And then the bomb drops in the last 50 pages of a 250-page manga. Um, and But you miss out all that soap opera bit. But hmm. he does well because what um, Nakazawa, but what he, what he does is he builds up the characters in your mind so that when the bomb drops, it's so much more impactful. Yeah. Um, he doesn't make them sweet. He doesn't make them nice. He makes them real. And it yeah. fucking, oh, it killed me, man. That book is such a, a kick in the nuts. Right you thinking, wanted to be anti-nuclear. That's the book to read. You know? he, he wears the hat to sort of stop people freaking out the fact that he's not got any hair. Yeah. Is that right? He does because, in the next volume, yeah. yeah. Okay. And there's a parallel. I know maybe it's a uh, bit uh, contrite, but like uh, Steve Gutenberg in that film, The Day After, he, yeah. he wears a cap because he's suffering with radiation sickness and he doesn't want to freak out the people he's with because all these hairs falling out in clumps. So he wears a cap all the time and he, he sort of reveals that. Could be I, always one, from, yeah. I wonder if it was a nod to that or kind of just straight up lifted from uh, Beth again. It wouldn't surprise yeah, maybe. me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the kid does wear a hat anyway. Yeah. Um, and it, But that does hide his bald head. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, it's, it's bleak. It's 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 amazing achievement. But yeah, it's pretty big. I kind of, I know, kind of, uh, maybe it's just having the, the topic a bit. When like, a couple of weeks ago, the, the the nuclear web was being banded around on fucking breakfast TV, and it's like as people who have lived under that threat in the eighties of that and fucking watching yeah. information films at school, that dredged up like fucking hell, not this. Like I thought this was a fucking a, a nightmare that had been yeah. dealt with and gone away. It hasn't, but 
I mean, I remember you know I mean? Um, like things like Threads in the UK yeah. when the when the wind blows. Do you remember yeah. that cartoon? Yeah, that's absolutely. Um, yeah, heartbreaking. And, and, and yeah, and well, we we put a content warning at the start of it of the episode um, because people just don't want to hear about it when you've got to talk about Ukraine and stuff. You know, and the possibility of it, you know, being used there. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just kind show, of maybe you bit... should show Vlad that comic. Yeah, sort of things. Yeah. You know. Well, I said uh, Reagan puts in his diary after watching uh, day after tomorrow. Day after day after tomorrow, I can't remember the, the, the title. That basically that changed his sort of preconception about nuclear war, and he's like, we, "Yeah, we can't fucking do this." It's good that a politician can be swayed that way, and bad that a politician can be swayed that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what I mean, he's yeah. got to watch a film to you sort think of show he you how bad know it is. Anyway, he should know. Before, yeah, before Gutenberg talks him out of it. Yeah, yeah. So all these people getting fucking roasted alive. John Lithgow's in that film. Oh, okay, John, it's worth a watch. It's it's like very uncomfortable. Very, it's TV like it's a TV film, but like it's horrific uh, and it's very sanitized, but still very horrific. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the thing about manga is a lot of, a lot of the really amazing manga comes from that post-war period. Doesn't it? I know we talked to mm. Helen about it. Yeah. And um, because a lot of it comes from um, making comics for people to read because everyone was pretty poor, which takes us all yeah. the way back to what we were talking about at the start. That lending library idea is nuts. And the yeah. fact there was kind of honor based as in like, there's only one copy of this and you read it and then you brought it back. Can you, yeah. I just can't imagine that working it's like tribute nowadays. press we only print that one <laughs> <laughs> Did, I can't recall listening to the episode did Helen ever broach the subject of manga going digital uh, I think we mentioned the app to her but I can't remember what she said because like I've, I would presumed in Japan would that not be like quite contentious as in the manga book is such a staple of being read and passed around or whatever but now you've got like this digital subscription which uh I don't know. Actually, that's interesting. Know. Yeah, if they yeah, push yeah. the books on digital, what what's the kind of because uh, the Western is still finding our feet with it, aren't we? And mm, you think yeah. it's going okay, and then comic comicology shits the bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you kind of yeah, it's interesting. We maybe ask her. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we? Thanks for asking, Tony. Who are your favourite creators? I might just say a couple of mine if that's right. Yeah, go for it, go for it, mate. Yeah, Yoshishiro uh, Tatsumi. Um, he did. Um, um, I read three books of his. One is called Abandon the Old Man in Tokyo. Ones. Mm. Uh, there's, there's three of them, and they're brought out by Drawn and Quarterly. They're quite slim, actually, in volume of short stories of people who do live in that post-war Japan period. Yeah. Um, and uh, as soon as I started reading it, I thought, this reminds me of the stuff I'm trying to do with the Hall Chronicles and stuff, because it tells stories about individuals who are sort of swept under the, the carpet and nobody really knows about, you know, the underbelly of Tokyo in, in those sort of poor... A lot of them are prostitutes. A lot of them are, uh, you know, thieves and you know, people who work in the sewers and stuff like that. And that is a really... I bought one of them for Al Henderson um, and he he messaged me out saying it's, it's bleak, but it's so well done. You know, it's just a really good way. And I think um, um, the Hernandez bros, they quote it as a reference, as an inspiration as well. And you can see that. And that that's a really, really good. Yoshishiro Tatsumi. And, and it's printed in Western format as well, which does help my old eyes. Um <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, the bloke I talked about last week, Tadeo Tazuki, did Slum Wolf. Um, is a very similar, slightly more underground version of the bloke I just mentioned there, um, Tatsumi. But um, again, the sort of bleak underbelly of, of life. The, the other one I've just started reading, actually, I don't know if you've seen it in the shops, it's called Summit of the Gods by Yuka Makamura, Baku, and Hiro, Jiro Taniguchi, who's a really good artist. Um, I'll be talking about him in a minute. But um, it's about sort of about a guy about mountain climbing and stuff. Have you seen that in the shops? Um, 
really, really good. The artist, it's by the same artist as the guy I sent you those pictures through earlier from today. Ah, oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're there a couple. And Tezuka, I was blown away. I'll be talking about him again in a minute. But Tezuka is just amazing, man. The breadth and storytelling ability that dude, when you think he does Astro Boy, but then he does some super adult stuff, which I'll be talking about later. Um, that You can see why he's called the God of Manga. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I've also had done that that Boichi Boichi artist who kind of did that woman manga. Like I know he's done some. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. After yeah. looking at some of his art, he does like uh, some adult material, which kind of stumbled across. But like just generally oh, yeah. his his yeah, his, his work his work methods uh, and just the, the workmanship and how he works is just fascinating. Uh, I, I generally the way the kind of the manga artists work, I've kind of started to look at and think, right, right, how can I adapt this to work into my process and, and change how I do stuff? And yeah. uh, that won't be coming into effect anytime soon, but it's something. <laughs> it, um, did any of you read, what was the one that PXD sent him? Is it called Dick Fight Island or something? <laughs> no, I've heard I didn't of read that. that. I've, no. I've, I've heard of that one, but <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> quick to deny that, Dan. Very quick to deny, but yeah. Good. Yeah, no, it's kind of self-scolding because I haven't I haven't checked it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're some of my favourites. I do like that. I do like that sort of short story thing, which we don't really we don't really think of when we think of manga, do we? We no. don't think of like the short storytelling stuff, but there is actually loads of it. Almost like um, twenty-page short Twilight Zone episode stories. And mm. I, I really loved some of them. Just amazing. Yeah. Uh, has there been? Have you come across any issues or problems when you've read these comics? Technically, I've read it. I've not technically. But there's a couple of things that bugged me when I've I've read them. In what and, way, mate? God, yeah. Oh, pan, pan, God. Panel flow. Okay. There's a couple of times where, like, yeah. when you're reading right to left, and it drops, and sometimes you get the two panels and then the big one. Yeah. And my brain just instantly fucking screeches to a halt, and like, yeah. There was a few double takes. Yeah. When I, when I was reading Chainsaw Man, definitely because yeah. Just there's some still, the gets me, still gets me i can just about figure out which way the pages go now you know especially yeah. with a physical book but you're right the eye darting because your eye darts naturally when we yeah. read. I mean, yeah we've read so many thousands but we, it's been book. trained for like 30 40 years to do yeah. this and yeah. some, sometimes the dialogue uh, or the translation dialogue is so vague that maybe i've read i've read some bits in the wrong order but it, ha- it still kind of made sense it's yeah, like, yeah no, you yeah. have to kind of put it together yourself yeah it's only when I've sort of read bits and just been like, hold on, that didn't make... What? Oh, it's in I mean, that order. Okay. I mean, comics has always been a visual clue that we mentally pick up and make up in our heads to yeah. a story, don't mm. we? You know, yeah. it's not like watching... You know, that's why, you know, it's simple to watch a TV programme, but to read a comic actually does take sort of almost a form of interaction, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think with that, you get that. When you, you see a whole page of story, you kind of immediately gather what's going on, don't you? Yeah. Before you then drill into each panel. But yeah, I've, I've had a real trouble... I, I, every day I catch myself going the wrong way on a page every day. Right. Okay. Yeah. But some That's stuff is, 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 is pr- uh, printed in a Western format, isn't it? So I read Beth yeah. again, what you're talking about there. That's printed like that. I actually bought the English and the Japanese version of that, um, which was quite an interesting experience just to see the, the Japanese f- formatted mag- um, manga was much smaller. Mm. Um, and also um, was full bleed, which yeah, I know. Bled, was, uh, yeah. You, that yeah. page with the horse, it's got it's a lot more impactful when it's. I think it is full bleed. Yeah. yeah, agreed because it comes right off the page and you're like, yeah, it's yeah. I can show when it's framed in a white the panel boxes. It kind of 
It does no, strain the energy a, picture, a bit, aren't you? Almost. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at, like you say, a framed picture. But yeah, I think with that full bleating, they tend to do. Um, also, I think I sent you. I mentioned it in the episode, but there's. Um, they also had to change out Albert Einstein. I think they made him someone look a bit like Mark. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that. Why? why? Yeah, must uh, be a rights you... thing or something. Well, maybe, yeah. It's like you can't just take a direct pop that Alf, Albert Einstein was well up the... Pressing the button for the bomb yeah. to go off and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can understand why they want to change that. This might be culturally a, a bit insensitive. Uh, another thing is I kind of... This is a, a, a personal thing is like the translations of stuff. Sometimes I wonder has this been translated faithfully because yeah. sometimes in reading it, I'm not sure if this is that, that doesn't sound right. Or yeah. do, do you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Was that the original language? Has that been translated faithfully? Has it gone through someone and their input has changed the meaning to this? And I can never know and never find out, but that kind of knowledge of that event taking place sometimes like flares up when I'm reading something. And I think, was this supposed to be like this? Uh, and it's kind of an itch I can never scratch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. it's like I know there's a man behind the curtain working the magic, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I just can't get to the bottom I, of it. I, I find a lot of dialogue. It's hard to, it's, I don't want to say childish. I don't want to say juvenile. I just find it a bit over melodramatic occasionally, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you get that in shonen manga a lot. Yeah. Um, and elsewhere, you know, in a lot of other manga as well. But I just think that sort of quick to emotion, quick to anger, quick to happy, quick to song, you know, thing is, is, is more of a shorthand in manga that we don't see yeah. perhaps so much. Yeah. In the rest yeah. Of I mean, I was, it's I, was like jo- a lot- I was joking about reading a story where for fucking issues, the main character was just, uh, just sort of kept saying, I just, want, boobs. I, just, I just want to touch boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't about I mean, us. No. <laughs> it's like some of them are fucking bipolar. They go from like extreme, yeah. like yeah. anger to sadness in, in panels which is, it, it kind of gets you involved in like the extreme emotions be like whoa but to be fair like after reading it for months almost solidly now a month almost solidly i've kind of completely on board yeah that. i've got uh, used to it now yeah when you look at american comics and british comics we are quite fast to punch people in the face aren't we yeah, yeah that does happen quite <laughs> there, there is a sort of parallel i suppose but yeah, yeah the, people just yeah. getting decked for no reason for <laughs> yeah, yeah for the most <laughs> tiny reason yeah uh, the other thing that's, that, that gets me, and it's the uh, sexualization of uh, younger kids, girls, yeah, that worries me. and boys. Yeah. Like they, it's like with the girls, you'll get kind of like there's a 12 year old girl, and she's got like a chest of like a 25 year old woman, and it's just like yeah. this is really weird. I, I, I kind of uncomfortable, I was, man. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like more of a creep than I already am. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. you're reading, it, you think I was getting, I was really enjoying this, but now. I've, it's kind of like, oh, this is a bit weird. And they do it with the, the like the young boys. They get like thrown into a situation where like, oh look, his his hips are pushed right up against this woman's ass on the bus or something. And you're like, why have you done this? This is kind of like tonally, it doesn't really sit. I, I don't know. I just yeah, the whole uh, sexy schoolgirl thing, man. We left that alone with Benny Hill. We don't need yeah. that anymore, you know. Um, but it's I mean, does seem to endure a little bit in manga, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a kind of a cultural thing, and I, I don't want to yeah. kind of like cast aspersions either positively or negatively because I'm ignorant on the subject. But uh, I, I'd really, yeah, not a fan of it. It's not everything, but it is in. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it always fucking comes along when you're not. You just kind of happily reading the way, and then this, this, and, and then, the bus. yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you're sort of like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, and this is coming from me, and we're on this yeah, podcast. I know, you know yeah. what I mean? 
we've got i've got there's a certain some sensibilities coming up in my, one of my recommends later that surprised me okay yeah yeah well we'll, we'll leave it till then but yeah i know what you mean man I do, I do worry about that sort of thing and i think there are people who scrupul- unscrupulously take advantage of that um that t- style of comics don't they you know we've seen it yeah i've certainly complained about people at mcms who've been selling hentai that's you yeah. know tentacle schoolgirl porn like fuck me who buys yeah. that do you know what i mean I mean, bear in mind the sub, one of the books I'm going to talk about now is going to make it seem like I'm a massive hypocrite, but, which is which is fine. Which, which we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've stayed away from that that part of manga. I think. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I. have Me too, but like yeah. sometimes it's it's, it's it you can't avoid pervasive. it. Sometimes you can't yeah, avoid it. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's like, oh, here we are with this. It's like, how, did, how did I get here? It was, you know, if you watch a video on a YouTube recommendation, and suddenly you're being fucking. Oh, why not join the full fright? Because we like, like fuck, get in. Fucked up. How about the actual sort of um, some of the techniques and the way it looks? I mean, one of the first things that now I'm not necessarily just talking about the art now, but one thing that strikes me is um, the lettering and the speech bubbles, and mm. that's that's a very visual difference. Um, yeah, I think there is a lot of cases of translated manga that doesn't reduce the size of the speech balloons or, yeah. or you know, expand them. I think they can't, can they? Because no, because you've got the there's art. There's no art behind. Yeah. 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 Um, I see that quite a lot, man. And because of the way that Japanese is written up and down, you know, almost, you know, it's sort of, you're missing, hmm. it's just so differently formatted that yeah. you, you get these huge white spaces on pages quite a lot. Um, I was thinking if I did a kind of a faux manga comic, I would I would have those speech bubbles. I, I so see, even if there yeah. was Western words, I'd have a big speech bubble just to sort of like yeah. say this this is part of the... And I've certainly seen some Indian small press comics that, you know, clearly influenced by... And do that. To do that. But uh, Tony, you, you were saying you, you had a Japanese version and a sort of translated yeah. version of a book. How was it visually different then? Was it... Did, did, the original, did the original text fill more of the speech bubbles, etc.? It did a bit, yeah. I have to say, I just, I'm just, I just really love looking at. Not that I can read it or anything. I love looking at Japanese calligraphy, you know, yeah, and seeing action. it on seeing Lovely. it on the page. You know, it just it really looks beautiful, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's there's quite a lot of space around it. They do. They don't tend to wrap quite as closely as we do in American and the UK. Okay. Countries. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, I think because they're much more of a sausage factory, aren't they? They can't always, yeah. you know, it's bang, bang, bang. Here you go. You've got 20 pages this week for Shonen Jump magazine. You know, it's like that. But um, yeah, there's a lot of more white space on the page. Um, from from looking at it, it's a beautiful thing, though. I don't know why. Mm. I just find that um, because, you, you know, we all look at those, you know, the, the iconic Japanese artists, you know, non-comic Japanese artists. And they, it's just like Japanese calligraphy on the top of a beautiful drawing sometimes. It's like, kind of yeah. looks cool, you know. Um, yeah, it becomes part of the page in the artwork. Yeah, it's, yeah, it it's does. not. And the sound effects being um, in Japanese as well has a real effect on me. You know, the non-ballooned, non-panelled um, lettering. You know, when you got yeah. boom, or I think the, um, the, the yeah. one I sent you was raw, wasn't it? They tran- translated it into raw as the bomb went off. I'm yeah. totally cool with them doing an asterisk and then at the bottom of the page, giving you the, the Western translation. Yeah, I like too, it. I'd rather yeah, the sound effect definitely. Yeah, the well, sound effect. I mean, yeah. I mean, the book that's going to be my recommendation, like later, is definitely. You've got the original sort of Japanese text, and, and they just they do put a couple of like little letters near it to sort of suggest what yes. it would sound like. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, they don't necessarily do it for. Oh, do they do it for all of it? I need to go back and have a look. But um, I suppose the need for it to be translated has never been greater than now, isn't it? They must put it in turnaround to get it, you know, translated yeah. straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, fair play to all the you know the translators who are working out there and and the letterers because I've noticed that sometimes the translator isn't necessarily the letterer. Yeah, no. These, yeah, on these books. Have you have you noticed that on any of yours? Like I noticed on Shaman, actually, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing someone's like looking at the book and opening up Word and just pretty much typing it all out, and then the the letterer. Then and what an interesting process that is. Yeah, must be. Look, I've had to I've do. Done... Sorry, sorry, go on then. No, I've had to do stuff where you like I've done logos or a bit of document in a foreign text, and I've got you got to send it back to the translator and then send it back. You got to change this, got to change that uh, because of the way the text is flowing. Right. So I can imagine, like, if they did a Western one, it would come over to the West. It all get done in house and then onto the publish onto publishing or printing. Sorry. I'm just looking at some of the ones I've got next to the chair here, and um, some of the panels, not the word balloons, but you know, the panels aren't always wrapped with a line, which I find quite an interesting approach. Sometimes they yeah. are, sometimes they're not. So it's almost like the words are part of the image, yeah, essentially, which I kind of. I kind of dig. I'll send you a picture actually, and you can okay. see that. But I kind of, I kind of like the, the way they've done it. Um, it's, um, oh, isn't that good? The way that it uh, translates it for you. But there you go. Yeah, the um, <laughs> yeah, technology like marvelous. That. Isn't it marvelous? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they do sometimes. In one of the ones I'm going to talk about later, they do, and in another one they don't. But uh, yeah, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So we've. It's been a fantastic month. It has. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. I, I think it's been it's been a fun fun month. There's so much uh, value for money. There's so much to be explored there. I mean, we we said a similar thing when we uh, dunked our head into the water of like the European market as well. Mm. So, you know, speaks volumes that you know broaden broaden your minds. You know, <laughs> they say that travel broadens the mind. I think that works in terms of like reading from all over the world as well. Different sort of titles because. Yeah, I, I especially with like mangroves. The influence is just growing. I think it's never. It's just because the generation of like writers and artists and everything that are coming up now, most of them and and the next generation. Because it, as we're saying, it's so huge now. It means that the next generation of comics we're going to see more mm. westernized. And we're going to survive, folks. We're going to yeah. survive the next generation. Yeah. Someone said, "Can western westerners create manga comics?" And I'd say, "No." <laughs> yeah. No, they just got to create yeah. comics. Just create comics. They're too it, busy. It, it, um, they're too busy watching the new series that's been on Netflix. <laughs> oh, you're so bitter. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you got to create your own comics. Don't try and you can't try and ape other people. But like you've got a unique voice yourself, and people want to hear that 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 tale and that comic. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's it's been it's been a a fun exercise, I think, for. Um, for something we've threatened to do for a while. We oh, I loved it, man. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I threw myself into it. Yeah. I covered myself in them like I was oh, at a big uh, party. Oh God. I, I think, yeah, Tony, I don't, I think maybe out of the three of us, you've gone the, the massive deepest dive. You know, large, like, yeah. 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 Uh, you obviously you've got the NIA stuff you, you spoke about as well, but like, uh, you've yeah, that's taken... been great. So learning about the history of it as well. I've really sort of yeah. dunked my head into, which I know we touched on, you know, for a couple of hours with Helen, which was brilliant. Yeah. Um, we must get Helen back on, you know. Yeah. What Definitely, a nice yeah. she was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seeing you kind of like a lifelong creator, like a massive comics fan, maybe the biggest comics fan I know, 
kind of take to this being and taken to school by helen was great yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. i was it was the joy yeah 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 um so we hope you have been reading along with us and uh or necessary or you might have just been uh screaming at your uh pod uh, pronunciations we've got a couple of people that, that we asked questions about shall i quickly mention oh yeah go on yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, edison neo uh he said he reads manga slam dunk got him into manga it was the first franchise he got onto about watching the anime first uh they my friend bought slam dunk uh Takabons to class and would read one of the desk during class bored as hell i would do the same and eventually got sucked into one of the best mangas ever uh cool. he's he started getting into shigeru mizuki after hearing tony's reviews of beth beth oh, again and onwards yeah. towards noble deaths he hasn't started reading it yet yet but it's on his list Summer uh, Russell's read uh, Akira and Nausicaa uh, after the first saw them, the mangas. Uh, none of the other manga trans at the time really hit the spot. That's because he's an old bloke like me. That's yeah. the sort of first wave, wasn't it, that we saw of people yeah. of our age? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said the magazines sh- should have been great tasters, but for the three or four strips, the only ones always ran too short to be the money's worth. And I didn't have a VHS player or TV at the time, so it was a waste of money. If I'd hung around the, for the chunky anthology that soon followed, I think it would have been properly hooked. And now is the problem right. of too many mangas are too long for the time I currently have. Uh, the uh, MB, M, NBM books, the, the Gekka stories brought me back. They seem oh, to cool. drop after a couple of years now. So I'm taking notes for stuff to try out. Uh, thanks to the ACP and NIA. So, oh, good man. Thanks, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in fact, Simon sent me a manga, which is sitting there ready to be read. So thanks. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, there yeah. you go. We've had a, a, quite a lot of feedback from people and uh, they're really enjoying, they really enjoyed this month. And uh, Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, yeah. So, don't, yeah, don't be afraid to look at those bookshelves and just, you know, if you're not sure about where to start, then just, you know, the internet's there to just sort of yeah. research. If you're like, oh, well, we've did a loads of what's the best samurai manga, and there's yeah. lists everywhere, aren't there? You can yeah. find them. Yeah, yeah there's loads of lists. Yeah. Um, likewise, just go to viz.com and sh- the Shonen Jump app is a good. Is a good like, I think that's a good uh, starter. I think that's a, that's a lovely sort of flavor test. I think yeah. because um, you know you can just try a title on it, and if you're one of those oh, I prefer to read a book, but you're not sure where to start, try something like that. Try a chapter or two, just read it, read it digitally, and then go and go and buy the books. Then it's just as simple as that. Um, yeah, uh, one thing that, that about this month, and I think uh, last week, um, last week's episode was a good example of this. Is, is there is the sort of frustration of when you hear about a great manga fantastic one that's that's finished and you want you want to just go into a bookshop and try and find it and you can't find it for love and no money um i know there was the tepu that edison told us about and i, I thought it looked great but the only well, the only way that you can see it is a is a cheeky link site isn't it really yeah yes. there's a bit of that going on isn't there yeah. yeah um i i really did look to see if it i mean <laughs> see if there were copies anywhere some of it's really hard to find which i know you had when you with the demon slayer books wasn't it dan was that that, that was yeah. was it bizarre? yeah that, or was it that was both, in action for about six months at least yeah. isn't it? That and demon slayer both like uh very hard to get hold of yeah it was real troublesome even worse when the the berserk creator passed away the oh yeah of course just everything just went uh yes so so yeah but there's a title out there for you there there really is um of all kinds um and we'll be uh i think we've all got a recommendation don't we later keeping in the spirit of manga haven't we yeah yes yeah yes yeah mine are both so we're still we're still uh 
we're fully fledged manga for the rest of this episode um but of course let us know what titles we should be checking out people um ones that are i i think ones that we would be quite interested in the ones that necessarily aren't the you know something that hasn't had an anime something that hasn't had loads of what's going under the radar that we should be checking out yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm in the eye out for kind of like more of the the, the senin stuff and the yekika yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, yeah. So we will be um, don't so don't be surprised if in our recommendations moving forward, you you see more of these titles. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about the show. The more we discover, the wider range our recommendations become, and the more you hate us for adding to your uh, wish list. <laughs> yeah, or just uh, hate a fucking. Us. Yeah, bought loads this month off of fucking. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> God bless comics. Uh, do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Uh, I've got uh, one. Just say thanks to everyone for listening to two years of Never Iron Anything. It's hey, well done. Hey. Thank you very much, guys. You both been on it. Um, yeah, so I'm probably going to keep going. See how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's how it goes. So we are got an interesting roundtable coming up with me and Eamon and um, Al which we're really looking forward to. We've thrown a lot of research into it. I was just sort of learning about the history of comics, really, and I've learned loads. Yeah, it's been good fun. Awesome. Uh, I've got one no, shout out for a Kickstarter from uh, my good friends at the Spider Forest community. Uh, Threads, Creatures, an anthology of short stories about beasts of all stripes from forgotten strays to fantastic dragons. Uh, that could do with a little bit of a hand. Uh, needs a bit of help, that one, to get over the line. But uh, they always deliver big chunky anthologies from Spider Forest. And if you're looking for kind of independent creators with a voice, uh, go check that out. Oh, can I do an extra one? No, I forgot go to for mention. It. Of, course. Uh, of course. Metallic Dynamite, 100 plus, play, 100 plus ah. page sci fi comic book anthology uh, written by Jordan Thomas. Um, it's got some great artists in it um, Lucy Sullivan, uh, Shaky Kane, and also two of the stretch goals. I think he's revealed now. One is Mr. Cliff, Clifford Cumber. And the other one is Mr. Adam Falp. So that's pretty cool. Um, I've pledged to it. They've, they've done their money, but I think you're probably going to want this. I think it's going to be one of those books. Um, yeah. I've, in our little I've, thing, it's going to be... I've bet that one. That looks fucking great. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Right, it's that time uh, to recommend. And as I said, we've got some uh, manga-flavoured recommendations to finish off the month. Um, we, we've each got a couple each, I think, haven't we? Yeah, I think it's the plan, it? Yeah. Yeah, so who would like to go first? When you go first, V, I want to hear what you got. I, yeah. think I, I know the other two, but I don't know what your two are. Um, well, the first one is a Shonen Jump title. Um, another one that I've, I've, I, to be honest, I've only just started on, but and I did go back to sort of start it again, if that made sense. You know that okay. uh, that whole sort of started it wasn't in the right mindset. Went back, and I think I'm, I'm there now, and I, I'm, yeah, really enjoying it. So why did why didn't you like it the first? Or why didn't you? Feel it I, clicked I, the first I, time. I think and this is weird. It was around the Chainsaw Man sort of time when I was reading that kind of title. Went to a different title, and it was like, oh, oh perhaps I'm not ready. You know, it it didn't click with me straight away. But I right. liked. I kind of liked the premise. I, it didn't click with me, but I knew it wasn't bad. I just knew I. You know, when you read a book, and you're like, oh, I'm not in the mood to read this right now. I think, yeah. I think it was more that kind of thing. Because I've gone back and it's just it's immensely fun. Um, I think there's 87 chapters of it, so I'm going to be churning through this one for a bit. Um, this is Sakamoto Days, 
Have you have you read this one? No, no. I've never even heard of this one. No, no. Um, this is uh, in, on the page. It says, "Kill some time with former hitman Taro Sakamoto," um, and it is it's, it's got that sort of flavour that I love in stories. You know that absolute badass who you know is now living a normal life, and but they're just hard as nails. Yeah, I um, love, love those fucking stories. But, all this, about those stories. but this is a proper action comedy, and when you see when you see him, you're like, "What?" And the logo, the little O of one of one of the O's, is like his little face, in, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll read I'll read the first couple of pages, the dialogue from the first couple of pages, because that sort of set, sets it up. It says once there was a hitman who was considered the greatest of all time. His name was Taro Sakamoto. He was amazing. All bad guys feared him. All hitmen revered him. But one day, he fell in love. He retired, got married, had a baby, and and it, on this lead up, you're seeing like him. He's sort of like a lean-looking guy with sort of tied back, sort of pale hair. Uh, you know, he's he's got like these glasses that have that sort of. Uh, Sin City look, you know, where, where they're round glasses, but they're just completely white. You know what I mean? So there's no reflection of yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, and you see him like he's just taking people out effortlessly. And then there's this build up, and you meet. You see it when it, when it says he fell in love. You see like this really cheerful lady going, "Welcome." He, he walks into a shop with his shopping, and she's like, "Welcome." And that's the moment that he completely fell in love, and his life changed, and he got married. And then it says, "And Sakamoto got out of shape." So where's there's a there's a splash page of this guy who two pages before was a lean long black trench coat wearing assassin and it cuts to now and he's just sort of led on the ground with an elbow on one pillow um and he's he's put on weight you know he's got a big tubby face he's got a big big belly and in the background, you can see his wife smiling. He's got a kid who's very happy. This is one of those... He's just... This is his life now. You know, he just settled down. But naturally... <laughs> and his face is... His face is the selling point because he has a little moustache. Um, and it's a character where he's got this sort of strange sort of button nose. And all you can see is the moustache. And his, the shape... The way they draw his head is like his head is a potato... Right. He he doesn't fit in with the rest of the the rest of the world has a sort of standard look if you know what I mean a, a manga sort of look and then there's this guy whose head looks like a potato with a pair of round glasses who, <laughs> who, who now just sort of like works in a works in a convenience store um, but he has these little moments of like you know someone starts something and he thinks in his head of how to kill them um, and, and does that a lot. Yeah, and you, and you see these scenes of like someone someone kicks off in the shop and he stops them, um, and then immediately in a couple of panels, he's he got he's got a pen in in one hand and he flicks the lid off the pen and then there's a good half page panel of him taking the back of this guy's head and jamming the pen into his neck, but that's what he's you know he's imagining this thing and just thinking oh thank God I didn't do that. But then another uh, character comes into his life. It's someone who used to used to work for him, who is another hitman called Shin. Uh, but they're a clairvoyant uh, sort of hitman, and <laughs> immediately when they sort of say hello, it's been a while. Um, there's another panel 
of Sakamoto just breaking this guy's neck with one panel, and with with, with what like one hit. But Shin can read minds, and he's like, "I used to work with you. Why is the killing me the first thing you thought of?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> Still uh, then, yeah, and it's it's very, and then it goes on from there. They're sort of they have a huge huge fight. Um, and in the true over-the-top nature, there, there's like gunfire. Uh, Shin goes in. These two end up sort of working together, but they do have the natural... You know, the classic, the two heroes fight each other before um, yeah. working together. Yeah. Um, and this, this Shin goes to shoot him in the store. And this is... this. What I will tell you now will kind of explain how awesome this book is. <laughs> Sa- uh, Sakamoto is just sit- he's just reading a newspaper and he's got a cough drop and he's just like you know just just chewing away. Shin comes in and he immediately pulls out a gun and he fires it. They- he wants to fight him and he fires it at Sakamoto without even turning away from his newspaper. Sakamoto spits the cough drop out and the cough drop blocks the bullet. <laughs> 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 it's just insane. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen anything like that before. And where's this guy's got a machine gun? Sakamoto's like then just fighting him off with like rubber bands he's got in the sh- in the shop. Um the action is kinetic, it's full on. Um I'm looking forward to see where this story goes because it, it surely it will just get bigger and bigger. Um he's still a badass, he's just a badass that's just got a few extra pounds on him. And uh who and he's always got like He's always in like his overalls, and he has like a just a pair of slippers. He's got like slip-ons, so he's murdering people left, right, and centre. And he's still got overalls and slip-on slip-ons on. <laughs> um, oh, no. It's just yeah, it's it's just really good fun. Just really good fun. It's it's it's. So I mean, I think from going from one style of story to this, I was like, what. This is this is different, and it, certainly with the art style d- change as well. I was like, "What?" It took me a while, but now I'm in it, and this one's yeah, immensely fun. It's an action comedy, and you'll you'll see what I mean if you go to um, like Shannon Jump and you see the cover because the cover is him, the class and a- classic action pose of sort of holding two guns, but instead of one in one of his, in one of his hands that's like re- pointing towards the reader, instead of a gun, it's one of those scanners that people use at the cash points, like the registers in shops, but he's holding it like a pistol. Um, yeah, great. Sakamoto Days, I think, is, is going to be great. This, I think this will be one, Tony, that, you know, if it if it keeps going the way it's going, I'm going to put it on the shelves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It I seems wonder if it's on the shelves, is it? Have you seen it? Or? I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, that's not to say it's not, but it's got 64 chapters, so it's still going. And it says on Shonen Jump, there's a new chapter coming in seven days, so so in a week, so it's still going. So this is a okay. fairly fairly fresh one, but yeah, great stuff. So that that's my that's my first one. D, do you want to go next? Yeah, I don't want to go next. Let me scroll up. Uh, I'll, I'll start the one which makes me sound like a massive hypocrite earlier from saying about like <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it's a uh, battle royale. Oh, we yeah, were talking yeah. about briefly before the show started. We didn't. It started first with a novel. We weren't sure if the uh, manga came first or was it the uh, film. Uh, a cursory Google search could answer that, but uh, it doesn't really work in a live podcast. It's not live; it's pre-recorded. So I'm fucking up big time. Uh, so Battle Royale is a Senin manga series uh, written by Koshu Tomaki, 
Takami and illustrated by Mayasaki Yuki Taguchi. Uh, apologize if I've murdered the names. Uh, it's based on Takami's novel of the same name. It tells a story of like a junior high school class who are forced to fight each other to the death on uh, a remote island and, and it's televised. Uh, you can sort of think of the Hunger Games, but one that sort of maybe over delivers on the premise. It's <laughs> fucking brutal. Uh, the manga, uh, I think, essentially follows the plot of the novel very closely, but expands on the backstory of each of the students, which at the start of every book, you get like a scoreboard. So it's split evenly between there's uh, the half the class of boys, half the class of girls, and all their names in profile pictures. And as they eliminate the competition, their picture gets blacked out and you're told at the top how many people are still in and how many people have been eliminated. So it's a good handy way of keeping track. Essentially the story will follow each chapter. Each book will follow the main story. The main story of the protagonist gets pushed along, but it will focus on the student or students that appear in that, that part of the, the, the chapter more closely. So you'll, you'll get what they're up to on the Island and what they've been through at home to bring them to where they are. And usually the storylines both kind of correlate like that there's one kid who's kind of like a real overachiever and uh, his mom, his uncle's got like severe concerns about the government because it's relatively repressive. That's why he put this game show on to basically show the youth that if you fuck around, this is what can happen to you. I don't think it's a great deterrent from stopping people playing up uh, by just randomly picking a class of people and killing them. But there's, I mentioned like the, the, the sexual content, like, these are, I'm not sure what the high school age would be for these, but like most of the characters in this are engaged in like sexual relationships. They've been sexually abused or something that lots Thanks. of them are horrifically screwed up. Like uh, some of the more level-headed ones and the, the, certainly the protagonists are relatively unscarred, but by the time they get to the end of it, they're, they're carrying sort of psychological issues from having to, deal with the death of all friends uh, the death of the friends around them and classmates so it's it's a heavy book a heavy series of books but uh a fun read it's yeah it's i really enjoyed when i started god i must have got these about 15 years ago and i started reading them i just absolutely tore through them i I was like i'll write the next one i'll get the next one i think i've got that manga fever that once you start reading like yeah, before you know you, you're yeah. kind of like oh fuck me i'm nearly halfway through it and i haven't even stand there. and it feels like i've been standing for a couple of minutes and i've got that i feel really guilty if i pick up a sh- book in a shop and i've read a load of it and then i'd put it back thinking oh i ain't gonna buy that because like, well, i've already consumed it it yeah. doesn't feel right so uh yeah i bought that I, I i don't not sure if you can actually get them on any kind of digital app or anything so you, you could just go and uh pick them up at the bookshop i guess I did look on eBay because I think I'm missing book one. I might give them book one to someone as a, a gift or to check okay. that. I never got it back. So they're all on eBay if you want to check it out. They do like collected volumes and stuff like that. But uh, no, that's sort of and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think th- this is one I've kind of like put on a shelf away from my son because he's kind of got the, the manga thing at the moment. And Lordy, I don't want him to get him older of that. It's got warnings on it, mature uh, ages 18 plus, which is well deserved. Okay. Uh, yeah although like there's there's lots of kind of like uh car- cartoony faces as it were an over exaggeration the violence is absolutely realistic it's like people getting 
shot and stabbed and head smashed in. It's uh, yeah, it's it's one of them. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> so that's that's Battle Royale by uh, Koshin Tamaki and uh, Mayayasuki Taguchi. That's one thing I'm not going to miss after Manga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Back to I Brian go, Jones. Yeah, I could go back to murdering Western names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, I didn't say that Sakamoto Days. By the way, I didn't say that. that's created by Yuto Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I forgot, I forgot to say that. Yeah. I wanted to put that on the app to, uh, at the end, read that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, look at that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, take, my, one's, my one's Under the Air. Um, it's by Osamu Tezuka, who we've talked about, the, the god of manga, um, published by Platinum Manga, 288 pages, black and white, 14 short stories. So going back to what I was saying earlier about me enjoying the sort of short story format thing going on, all, all different. Um, it was written between 1968 and 1970, um, orig- originally published in Play Comic. Um, Tezuka described how he found how he was fond of each and every story and he felt that each and every story if you really wanted to could have been developed into a much longer um, running manga but he just felt that they would work better it's like um, uh, reading a comic version of the Twilight Zone put it that way each just individual well written clever stories all different, you know, none of this particular, none are based on, you know, they're not all based on Mars or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, here's what I wanted to talk about very briefly is when I bought it, it was a bit like Laura Palmer. It was wrapped in plastic. Um, it had that sort of cellophane wrapper to it, you know? Bloody hell. <laughs> um, it didn't, I saw that I, I didn't even, when I picked it up, I just, this is typical me and it. I thought, Oh, this is wrapped in plastic. This is bound to be lively. I'm going to take this one home. You know what I mean? And um, I didn't even look at the name of the person who'd written it um, because it is actually written quite small on the cover. Um, I sent you the cover yesterday, guys. But the um, it's not wrapped for that reason. Um, I'll be honest, I thought it would be full of filth. It's not. Um, although True. there are a very sort of scant couple of boobs in a very cartoony... Uh, Tezuka, from, I know we've all looked at him, has got that very... Um, Simplistic, not simplistic, but he's got that sort of more broken down, cut down line to his work. He's not an overclock. He's not a noodler, put it that way. Um, mm. It was only when I got so open page one, um, which I also sent. She's beautiful. It's like this long yeah. look into a cityscape, and you're looking down between these sort of tower blocks. And then page two, I realised why it was wrapped in plastic because it uses because um, in a short the first short story is called Joe's Visitor, and this is when I realised why. Um, there's a white character in it who's kind of the main character in it. You know, he's, he's not a nice person. He's got a big scar down his face, which is a, a ploy that Tezuka used a lot. He used it in Blackjack as well. Um, and then the, the he goes into a black neighbourhood in this city. I think it's meant to be New York. I kind of get that impression from the, you know, the, the way the alleyways and tower blocks are drawn. Yeah. Um, and the, the black people in it are extremely caricatured in okay. quite an insulting way. Mm. Um, very much in the way that um, I Eisner did, um, and I gets criticised for that as well. Um, it's certainly not something we would no. entertain drawing or writing for or anything like that, you know. So I thought, okay, right, well, this is the reason because, as we all know, people in different times had different sensibilities and you know weren't as perhaps sensitive to how other people felt, you know. Um, so I thought I'm going to read on. Um, nevertheless, I think there are people out there who would go, "This is terrible," you know go straight to Twitter in the dustbin, throw it away and complain and never read onwards. But what you do is you get a story that actually concerns um, 
the the elements of race. He doesn't draw them particularly nicely. The the um, people of color in this story, you know, there's there's a real black and white minstrel blackface thing going on that I wasn't mm. particularly happy with. But the actual story, mm. when you look at the story, is about a, a white man who is the villain in this story, and basically he's at war. He's a sort of captain of a um, a brigade or corps of men, and he pushes um, this black man in the way of uses him as a, a shield, and the black man gets killed. Now he also gets seriously injured, and he is taken to the World War Two hospital. And he has Tezuka always does this. He's always there's always these amazing um, medical operations going on where people have their whole body transplanted or something, you know. Um, and it's the thing that occurs later. But the um, he has the organs of this black man put into him. And basically, what Tezuka is trying to say is that we're all we're all the same under the skin, yeah. man. You know, this yeah. is what he's trying to say. He doesn't, you know, he does it with the cartooning of the style of the time, sadly. But I think there are people who might knee jerk away from this comic mm. before realizing what Tezuka was saying. There's a really interesting. Uh, so I read this and I kept reading, and there, there are some other stories in which I'll very briefly tell you about. But there's um there's an afterwards where Tezuka Productions address these concerns. And they clarify, um, I think this must have been post the death of the manga car. Um, and they they said that Tezuka was extremely vocal during his life about how, against all forms of bigotry and discrimination. And this is what he's actually trying to say in the comic. And it really does have a sharp meaning to it that I won't ruin the twist. Each story is roughly 18 to 25 pages long. Um, and it it's a really impactful story, really interesting. It's um, told with a noir feel to it put it that way you know in the same way we've already we've already it's been over explained to us over the years how star trek was groundbreaking because it managed to transplant you know issues of race and war and social problems into a science fiction way and that's the only way they got away with it this transplants the issues of racism into this sort of wartime almost sci-fi story it's, it's it's interesting yeah um but that is only one of the one of the stories in there um they're they're absolutely brilliantly paced. As I more and more I read of Tezuka, the more and more impressed I become with him, like constantly. Um, there's some other unusual narratives. So this is one of the reasons I've so enjoyed reading manga. Is we've we've really seen other ideas. I think Western comic makers in in all genre fiction really try tr- tend to fall into the same old trap of stories again and again. You know, you can almost predict, you know, oh, she's going to turn on him and she's going to meet someone else. He's going to kill him. You know, it's all this sort of thing. We we see the twist coming. But because they're from a, you know, Japanese, it was at, certainly at the time he wrote these, was such a different culture to us. You know, it wasn't this really sort of linking up in the world and the internet. No, yeah. But they're, they're doing stuff that just is completely unexpected and no more here than here. It's one story about a man who's in love with a donkey. <laughs> um <clears throat> another one um, wants to change his DNA so he can sleep and run away with and fall in love with his sister. Um, there's an escaping criminal who kidnaps a family and hides in caves that send people crazy. And you realize what he's doing and why he's really there. Um, there's a DJ who works in a, a Tokyo um, a radio station who fails to save a woman. He sees fall down a grate. Um, there's a deep well where people fall into it and transform into half fish people. You know, just really, really strange stuff. Um, and when you think this is from the same guy who did Astro Boy, Buddha, Blackjack, and more, Tezuka's just incredible. Um, he actually appears in a number of the stories. And he doesn't just appear as a character. So there's always like, there's a couple of stories where he's wandering across the country and somebody says, what are you doing in this town? He says, oh, I'm still looking for stories, you know. And then there's a couple of um, instances. There's one that happens on an alien planet where the, the fog comes in 
and um, one of the main characters who's trapped in the fog said, this makes it easier for the artist who doesn't have to draw us all because we're covered in fog. You know, you get these little moments. It's really cleverly done. You have to pay attention to it. The art is denser with multiple panels on a page, more so than we see in perhaps some of the, the Shannon Jump app, you know, certainly the stuff I've seen. It's, mm. It could easily be expanded into being a full-page American comic, even, even more, actually, sometimes. Um, and reading it will take you a while. It took me the full day to read all this stuff. It's quite... Um, it's not. It's quite impactful. Each story does really pack a punch. There's a lot to each one. It's like watching, like I say, it's like watching twelve episodes of the Twilight Zone one after the other. You know, because there's so much in it. You know, you're getting your head around so so much. But um, I'm really glad that we're seeing all this other stuff coming out. I think this is only a recent release, and there's more coming. I think two came out this week. The only reason I didn't buy the other one, it was about the size of two bricks put together. It was on those sort of massive things. It just wouldn't fit in my brunt sack. Um, and yeah, so I'm definitely going to get the rest. But um, yeah, it's called Under the Air. Please don't be put off by the clear racial stereotyping in it because it actually is done for the right reasons, the story. The the drawing, perhaps not, but the story actually works really well and, you know, is, is probably on the side of the angels, you know. But yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That's my first one. Okay. Nice one. Uh, my second one uh, is a book that's been mentioned a few times in the past. It's a creator that's been mentioned a few times in the past. But I, I took it during Manga Month. I took it off my shelf just to look at it again and go, oh, God, I feel sick and nauseous in the most wonderful kind of ways. Um, now, <laughs> here's the black back of the blurb. Back of the blurb? Back of the book blurb. The floating smell of death hangs over the island. What is it? A strange-legged fish appears on the scene. So begins Tadashi and Kiori's spiral into the horror and stench of the sea. Here is the creepiest masterpiece of horror manga ever from the creator of Uzumaki. Junji Ito, hold your breath until all is revealed. Something's rotten in Okinawa. And this is Gyo. Um by Junji Ito. A lovely, um, I've got a lovely little uh, hardcover version. Of it, which you can get, which you should be able to get in your bookshops and uh, online, etc. Though the full name is "The Death Stench Creeps," Gio, and this is a a real. I mean, this comes with two stories actually. Um, One of them's like a small, uh, just sort of supporting material at the back, which is probably uh, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest short comic stories I've I've seen, which is uh, okay. Which is the classic? Um, as I'm looking for the title of it now. It, it, you know when your mind goes blank. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and it is. Um, God, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. It is the Enigma of a- Amigara Fault. Of course it is. Oh yeah, of course, of course it is. Yeah. The the twisted horror story. This is included in this volume, as well as another twisted one, which is the sad tale of the principal post. Um, and Gio itself, it's all kinds of fucked up. This is like this is body horror at its at its twisted black and white line art. Anyone that's read any of uh, Ito's stuff, um, he, I think he did one bit a melting classroom recently over the past couple of years. Is that that him? Isn't it? And he did did he do spiral? I read Sensor. Is it, did, did he do Spiral? Junji Ito. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? So, and that, just lots of weirdness. This one is definitely 
there are sharks with strange spider crab legs there are uh it's slightly it's sort of there's some body horror slash body modification uh there's pipes gore gore in just yeah innards on the outside um there's disembodied arms there's in, there's infections there's weirdness this is there are some uh strange designs that will probably leave you a little bit sleepless there's one one creature that's um well it's like a human body that is oh it's hard to describe it's nightmarish to describe i don't want to describe it because i won't be able to sleep tonight um horrible things happen put to people in it as the infection um gets bigger but it's all it's all told with a it's just wonderful horror storytelling it's a, it's a mystery that as it goes on it just it broadens and gets worse and um nightmarish you feel sorry for the people that are going through this horror story and uh i don't want to spoil the ending so i'm not going to but um if you uh if you want to try if horror is your jam and you want a a good sort of go to this this for me this this was my sort of like oh my god you know if this was put on the screen people would leave cinemas do you know what i mean it's that sort of yeah you know they they just walk out you'd hear stories of like walking out because you know that's that's the beauty of the comics medium that um that you can put the nightmares on the page like this and this is certainly um you know sometimes when you see um western comics when they try doing like truly disturbing twisted body horror sort of imagery it's like it's one it's a one panel stab do you know what I mean it's like one of those oh isn't this monster creepy but Ito is sort of like isn't this monster a thing of nightmares and you're going to have pages and pages and pages of it sleep tight um it's it's a real it's it's a real masterful storytelling I think in this so yeah it's a good entry entry point if horror if like really messed up horror is your jam Gyo um by Junji Ito and I know that that's a name that's been mentioned a lot of times on the show but that's I wanted to give that one another shout out it's also a lovely little hardcover book they, they, they're really nice as hardcovers I know a lot of mangas are the straight up sort of little paperbacks and stuff mm. but that's yeah it's beautiful beautiful little hardbacks so that's my one okay Dan you're next nice back to me yeah uh, I thought I would uh, jump on the uh, Jujutsu Kaisen train and check that out on the app oh, and yeah. uh uh, I had a, a little tale to tell before I, I got on it. And uh, I was completely wrong-footed by the app. That I started reading it and then uh, thought, right, I better write a synopsis up for this. So I typed it up, right, what, what's that character's name? So I put in Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's telling me a different story, a different characters. Right. And I, I don't understand this. And it took me a little while to work out that the first chapter you're presented with on the app is actually a prequel story to the main story. Uh, and there's right, a reading okay. order you should start like it was actually chapter zero that it starts at, but you should start at chapter one, read up to chapter nine, and then go back to this prequel story, which is because that's how I think that's the print order. So when right. I was obviously read this prequel story, it kind of it presumes you know a lot. And I was reading this again, am I fucking getting this? I don't understand this. It feels like I'm kind of halfway through a story, and obviously I was. Uh story the the it's a self-contained arc, but I think some of the characters that were introduced there are already in the main series. 
And because this is set like, I think it's like 10 years or so earlier, they're younger than they are in the main series. And I, I obviously had no idea about that, but it's a nice little self-contained story that the main character, Yuti, he's haunted by uh, a curse of his childhood friend, uh, Rika, who's, they were kind of like a young boy and girl. And they said, oh, when we get married, when we get older, we'll marry, her, marry each other. And Rika gave him this ring. And unfortunately, soon not soon after gets uh, run over and killed and she sort of haunts him as kind of this monstrous kind of entity that follows him around you can't see but if he's ever threatened it will come out and just absolutely fuck up whoever's kind of threatening him uh it's ridiculously powerful and he kind of gets twigged by this chap and gets brought into this uh jujitsu kaisen like high school and there's three other students there who kind of are learning alongside him and he's got to kind of get around how to use this power and you get introduced to these three other students he's with, which kind of like threw me off because there's there's a girl who has like a a spear and uh, is kind of like a bit of a kind of a wizard sorcerer. Apparently she's a massive character in the the later series. Uh, There's a panda bear, which is just like a panda that talks and can cast magic spells and they're all about kind of like taking away these curses that people have. And there's a chap called uh, Toge. who's a bit, a bit like black bolt. He's kind of like cursed and he's got like this tattoo in on, in, on his cheeks and in, on his tongue. And he's got to be careful because any word he can say that can uh, happen to the person he's talking to. So if he, he accidentally said crush, that's what would happen to you. Uh, so he, he only ever talks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he only talks in the ingredients for rice balls. Right. Which he what? talks just he gives an ingredient an ingredient of the rice balls when he talks to someone. And it's it's all his tone and inclination of how he he's kind of expressing himself to you because he can't say any other words. They're they're safe words. All the other words he says it could be accursed. Uh but he's kind of like there's a lot more to that character. He's actually like quite a deep and sensitive person, but he just, he can't articulate himself. And the character design is great because he's kind of he wears like high collared uh clothing or scarves around his face that cut off by his nose. So it kind of you got a visual representation, he's constantly trying to cover his mouth. Which I thought would be a quite quite nice little touch for Black Bolt. I mean yeah. he, his mouth is on show all the time. I guess he does want to deploy it as a weapon. Uh, every so often. Is so, Chamber? Uh, What's the name of the character in Nick Generation That's the one. Yeah. yeah. His whole face, uh, blow up part of his face is yeah. blown away and it's always on fire, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. So like, I, I think I'm going to have to go back into it because uh, I, I really enjoyed the first bit. It, it, it descends into kind of people flying around and fucking each other up and great big monster battles. Uh, but I don't know. That's not the main thrust of the series. So I've kind of been wrong footed there. Uh, so just beware of that if you go in on the app, don't don't make the same mistake I did because it doesn't give you any warning that's the case. You just hear jujitsu cars and I'm reading it thinking, okay, it's fair enough. I don't really understand this. I feel like I've jumped into uh, the middle of a story that's already been told, but uh, that's why. So do start. Don't read the prequel chapter first. Read the the main story. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. So yeah, I'll, I'll check out the rest of it. See if it bites. There you go. Check that. And Tony, what's your final one? Uh, my final is Ben K in New York. Story by um, Jinpachi Mori. Oh, by Jiro, Jiro Taniguchi. It's a pulp graphic novel. I, I bought mine in the 90s. Uh, it's 220 pages long, black and white. When I say it's a pulp graphic novel, pulp was the 
um, manga magazine that came out over here that had the adult manga in. So it, it did have um, Crying Freeman and it had this in there as well. Um, it's it's kind of, again, a, a series of short stories all with a central character and a central theme. Um, the titular Benkai, Benki, in the first story anyway, he, he owns a quiet basement bar in Greenwich Village. There's no sign. You, you, you can't find it. You have to be invited him. He actually has to come out to the street to show you where it is. <clears throat> but before that, before you see the bar, he's in the street. And he's sheltering from the rain. And he bumps into this guy. And the, the pair start chatting. And Benkai invites this dude to his bar. He says, oh, well, you know, here's my card when you come to the bar. And they um, they they meet in the bar. And they, they continue to chat. The, the story is called Haggis, I think it's called. Now, the artist... Taniguchi clearly has never seen haggis because he draws <laughs> it on a plate as if it's like biscuits. Um, but the dude eats them anyway, and they have this chat about it. And it turns out this dude um, was a man who dodged the dodged the Vietnam draft in 1969. And the bloke turns up and sits next to him. And they see, he says, who's this bloke? And he says, well, this, and Benke says, well, this is the man whose mother you killed. So in order to dodge the draft, he went to this bloke, went to Scotland, and got in a car, got a lift from a woman in a car, and he's purposely crashed the car so that he can be injured, so he doesn't get sent, get sent to Vietnam. And um, it's almost like Benki's kind of the host of this story in the first one, you know. And what he does is he basically leaves two knives for these men who then fight to the death as he leaves the room. And I thought this is quite cool. You know, he's almost there's almost a touch of the horror host in that first one about him. Um, but he's also, Benke, also, so as the stories develop, each story has a different theme and it happens around a different story. Um, it, it, you realise that Benke isn't just a bar owner. He's also an excellent painter and forger. That, that's part of the story. But he's also, um, his main calling is in settling vendettas. And he's, um, it, it becomes like a really interesting episodic noir modern thriller. So each story has that noir theme to it. Um and you, you slowly, as the story goes on, you get more insight into Benkei's, Benkei's life. He ends up meeting and falling in love with, with this prostitute who he, he takes back to, to paint. And um, she starts slapping. It's a really strange moment where she starts slapping him around the face. And she keeps slapping him. And he says, oh, she says, now I can see the real you. Because he's this sort of, he, he looks like he's a sort of slightly stocky, Big faced, you know, chubby, big chin, like absolute killing machine. Um, and she, but she can keep slapping him until he reveals himself to her, which is this really interesting moment. Um, and he, a lot of it is he plays out. Um, he, he's like a modern, modern, um, um, Yojimbo almost, where he's, he's sort of almost he can be hired to do stuff. And he's got this fixer for him who's this blind beggar on the, the tube. Um, he always puts him in. It's full of like really cool language. Um, he says, "There's one line is like you like the night. It's more honest than the day." And then one he says, "He see, he might seem invincible to you, but that's just an image." And one of my favorite ones is, "A horse with its arse on fire is going to kick up a storm." And somebody just says that <laughs> randomly. I think it's like the best line ever. Um, the art, the art, I genuinely think is Otomo, Otomo level. You know, really. Well, okay. Yeah, the, 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 I sent you some pages earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Just yes, fucking yeah. hell. Like, absolutely, he puts you in the place. You're in every single street. You're in between every building. Um, he draws every bottle in the bar, you know. And um, he, he's absolutely a force of nature. This, this, he's this, like, revenge. He, he takes on vendettas and revenge for people. Um, 
but he he he's that wise. You can tell when people are lying to him. There's this one guy who comes to him and says, "I want you to do this," and he goes, "You're lying to me." Um, but there's also an element of the sort of vulnerability to him. There's almost almost like a childlike nature to him somehow, even though he's sort of he's a great painter. He's a you know super skilled killer. He's you know he's got this sort of almost like Buddha esque wisdom to him. And there's also a vulnerability to him, which you discover through this female. And, you know, he does like to protect people and stuff. Um, and, yeah, but the, the, every story has this sort of really bleak, noir morality to it. Um, you know, there's, we hear about it, don't we, all the time. There's these sort of rules to noir. You yeah. know, if, if a woman turns up to hire the detective, she's clearly a wrong one. You know, there's no yeah. way about it, you know. Um, and it, it runs off a lot of those theories. Um, sadly, I had a look online. I mean, I bought mine in the 90s. I'd look mm. online at you can't find a copy for love yeah, or money. Fuck. What you can do is you can find the issues of Pulp magazine that he appeared in and get them. And each one okay. I'm guessing will have a whole story in it. So it's quite nice because these are sort of 18, 20 page stories. Um, there's the only ones I can see is obviously popular in Germany. Um, I found one in the US, which was about $50 plus postage. So what are you going to pay? You're going to pay about $80, $80 per on you, 60 quid or something to get it, which seems a little bit too much. So don't go into that anyway. But uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. It sat on my shelf for so many years. And I think I maybe just read the first few pages and then put it on the shelf. And um, I'm re- I really regret not doing it. And that's why I bought Summit of the Gods, which has got the same artist in it as well. Um, a Walk in the Neighbourhood he did. I think there's one called A Day at the Zoo or something, which I've just purchased as well. Um, I was showing them to Jason Gunn earlier, and he says he's his favourite artist. And I can see why. Just be- beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. And the fight scenes are really well done there. Um, Lone Wolf and Cub standard to me. You know, they really do. They show that. Nice. Wow. You know the way you, you see in a lot of samurai, a lot of martial arts, it's the faces of the two people. You know, the, the battle is almost won by the way they look at each other. You know, there's that famous story. Is it told in Lone Wolf and Cub where the two samurais are on either side of the river and they know that they can't cross the bridge at the same time because there's not room for it. So they know they've got to fight and they look at each other and they realise just in looking at each other, they're so equally matched that they'll both die. So they both walk off to find another bridge in different directions. Uh, you know, there's almost that sort of element of looking across at people and summing them up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah, really good. Um, ben Kite in New York, if you can find it. It's my one. There you go. A bunch of strong recommendations to finish yeah. off Manga Month, yeah. officially. Um, we hope you have enjoyed this month. Um, it's been fun for us. And uh, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed us talking about all these fantastic creators and their books. And like I said earlier, don't be surprised if you uh, see some more recommendations in the future yeah. in, the, in the show notes. Um, but so about 4,000 pages of comics left that I bought yeah. this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just going to be extra things that are eventually going to fall on Tony and kill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naked. Um, but... Have you had to make any sacrifices for new shelf space tea? Or is it just there is enough all, space? All the DVDs gone in the garage, my friend. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I was realising I wasn't watching them, so they've all gone in the garage. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got two gravy crates of DVDs that gone up in the loft because. So, so, so they've been replaced with a bunch of books that you never really have enough time to read. Well, no, I've read all the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One fine day. One day. Uh, yeah. But, but... <laughs> As I look over from my deathbed, one day I'll get to read them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> If you enjoyed this show and uh, want us to shout out about anything in the show notes or what what other sort of genres, etc., do you want us to talk about in future shows hmm. or, or comic making uh, 
sort of processes, etc. Please let us know. Several different ways you can do it. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod where we'll put a shout out to the listeners or talk about our latest um episode, etc. Blah 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 blah. All of that jazz. We also do the same on Facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast. Join the community group Awesome Comics Talk on Facebook as well as the Slack group the awesome comic yeah. podcast slack group get in touch with us to find out how to join that very easy to do and it's just yeah all those communities are full of people that just want to talk about comics without any that's the place to be man be in the slack yeah. it's really yeah. fucking good it seems to be yeah. happening there isn't it but yeah i'm currently running a project over dms on slack it's really it's great it's really handy. Uh, are you doing that project on there are you yeah that, that one yeah that project's okay. on there <laughs> oh what is that project you'll find out soon enough yeah. um, you won't actually <laughs> it's going to be a secret. Oh right! Sure, surely, though, it'll come out at some point. If like it may do, yeah. If your artwork's part of it, maybe will it? Maybe we have to see. Who knows? The secret the I'll tell you what, project. The only way you can find out exactly what's happening with said project or whether you're going to see it is to listen to us in the future. Whether it be yeah. on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. Helps get the word out about the show and everything we talk about on a weekly basis. Likewise, if you listen to us on any other networks such as Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? From Pod Trolley Rage. <laughs> Pod Trolley Rage sounds like some sort of band from the, like the early 90s. Trolley Rage. Or maybe where someone, one of one, a member of this podcast actually kicked off with a trolley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they did. Um, proper, <laughs> yeah. proper Larry, and then put in their phone. Must tell the boys about my trolley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the kind of the young girl approached me like, "Oh fuck, this one's going to be a problem." <laughs> and then like, the thing is, we were really building up the mystery of like which one of us is it, but then that, <laughs> Dad's just giving it away. Yeah, don't uh, approach him in me. public when he's got. A trolley. I kick, I kick the fuck out of his head with trolley, and I'm. Proud. <laughs> 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 oh dear, I mean. You might not want to bump into him when he's got a Sainsbury's trolley, but where can people find you online, Dan? That's a good shout, V. You can uh, read Vanguard at vanguardcomic.com. Uh, I am on Twitter, unfortunately. Or you can go to Patreon, that's Vanguard Comic, and you can see behind the scenes and all the this and that, which I'm getting up to. Which you really so, should. Join me. Well, that, that, that was a little bit cult leader at the end, Dan. I think, <laughs> I think we were going strong until you went a bit Charlie Manson. Um, speaking of cult leaders, Tony, where can they find you? Yeah, neveronanything.com and have a look um, on the socials for fan scene. Um, we've had David Hathaway uh, Price yes. on the pod before, and um, he's got a new one coming out, which I might have a bit yes. of something of a polemic appearing in there of mine. Oh, fantastic. Ooh, yeah. Lovely. Uh, when I go away to find out what that. Um, Word means. Word means. <laughs> you can you can find me on social media. Well, I do all the time. You'll find at, out. at just the Diablo, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening and for listening to all of our episodes this month. It's been another fun one to do. Yeah, thanks um, for being along for the ride. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, long time um, coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, but next week we're probably gonna. It's probably just gonna be. <laughs> we're getting a little bit spicy and a little bit ranty, so it'll probably be us three again. But buckle yes. your seatbelts, people. Moaning. <laughs> We'll be, we're back in the room. I tell you what, we've had too many weeks of re- reading comics and being happy. It's time to go back to what we've I've already got two built up, ready to explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a good one. But it will be fun. So uh, stay tuned to the social medias and stuff because we'll probably ask some 
uh, sort of put out some statements and uh, questions, etc. Put out statements, that sounds a bit serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like questions, etc. Written agendas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the agendas. Um, so, so until then, so, we'll, we'll see you next week. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, and doing okay. I was uh, rougher than I thought recently with the old vid. So I'm all right now. Um, oh, of course, but... shit. Yeah, you had it, didn't you, V? Yeah. yeah. You were... Lots of it Still, going. cat couldn't scratch it, you told us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you done the classic transition from the cold to uh, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I upgraded. I got enough experience yeah. points in order to upgrade, but it wasn't, just, <laughs> it wasn't something that I wanted. But um, yeah, so it's, it, we know it's everywhere at the moment. So be safe and be careful. Um, and like us, stay away from people. Um, but listen to us next week because we'll, we'll make you feel better. Um, and until then, thank you very much for listening. Read loads of comics. Discover loads of new comics recommend them to your friends and to us because we want to read new comics as well mm. and until next week from Dan, Tony and myself have a brilliant week and uh, what should they do guys? Stay awesome Stay awesome Brilliant Yes Bye everyone Bye See ya